You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm of unqualified opinion and I'm wavering bias. Brought to you, as always, by our good friends at BaggyCups.com. BaggyCups.com.au, I should say. Eddie, nice bed shit to kick off the podcast. Uh, they are the place to go for all your baggy caps needs. And that may sound like a weird thing, like all your baggy caps needs. It's a need that most Australians have. I just think it's a need that maybe most Australians don't confront as often as they should. Anyway, baggycaps.com.au for all your baggy caps needs. Now, it gives me great honor, privilege, pleasure. So before I actually introduce Eddie, welcome back to your Dave. How are you, Dave? We missed you. I'm great. I miss you boys too. There it's great go. to be back. You're never going again. Never going never again, again anywhere. Again. We're locking him up, Fritzel style. Eddie, how you going? Good, mate. What a difference a week makes. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app. You'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you're following on my prof is what I'm saying is daddy. They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you... Mm, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the, you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But for. I did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't went on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told that's me, it. told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right, so that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered that. You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.com. 
www.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. What Does a difference it. a week, mate. Come in here, bloody shoulders, shoulders back, yeah. chest puffed out. Yeah, you can puff your chest out again, mate. Yeah. You can puff it out. Dior Dave's back, which means that things run smoothly. It's yep. well oiled again. Yep. To say we struggled without him would be incorrect, but he did make <laughs> lives harder. Yeah. Dave made our lives harder. Yeah. But we never we struggled. Struggle. We didn't struggle. I don't but, want him to get, you know, too ahead of himself. Yeah, but, but it meant I couldn't be as lazy as I usually am. Yeah, or it meant that there were very... it was My laziness was more visible, <laughs> evidenced by the fact that no videos were put out this week or last week from the podcast. Um, but anyway, Dave's back. Manly won. We will get into all the sport from, from the week that was, Eddie. But I've got to start off on a bit of a... I've got to... I do have to almost apologise, or it's like a, a mea culpa. Um which I'm not entirely sure what that is. Obviously, Dave will find out what a mea culpa is. I feel like it's something to do with apologising. It means through my fault. So Very quick from you today, blame. Dave. Very quick. He's come back quicker. He's come back even quicker. He's come back refreshed. <laughs> you know what? That's what two weeks does. Comes back very nice and quick, ready to go. Fingers nimble. Yeah. He's come back sharp. The we holiday will... doing what it's advertised to do. Exactly. He does look tired, though. We will get into what, you know, he can give us a little bit of an update on what he did. He does look tired. One of those holidays, it seems, where you don't come back. You come back feeling worse than when you Well, you went with the boys, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. There you go. Well, before we get into that, Dave, I've got to apologize. Now, some of you keen observers, listeners of the podcast may have heard last week uh, me basically accusing my six-month-old daughter of being a manipulative little shit who was coughing to try and get attention. Well, she got sick. <laughs> what we thought was a fake cough may have. Jury's still out, except for the fact that she was sick. She got sick. Dad was wrong. Was the was her s- sickness in the end cough related? Now this is where I'm still not prepared to completely apologize, right? And completely mm. admit fault because it was on like a Sunday a week Sunday week or Saturday week a before yeah, previous. Yeah. She was doing the fake coughs. Out of nowhere, nothing else really to show for it, just like <coughs> Mm. And then nothing. Mm. And then like over the top ones. <coughs> and you're like, this is... Initially, maybe I was concerned. Then I was like, nah, this is some bullshit. Once mm. once we read out... I guess you can find anything to confirm your fucking beliefs on Google. And that's exactly what we did. But anyway, by the end of the week, maybe... Because Saturday was meant to be daddy-daughter day, right? Steph was going away. I was meant to look after all weekend. Yeah, you had it all planned. Had it all planned. And then as Friday rolled around, she wasn't sleeping. She was like runny nose. You just tell when like their, their eyes get a bit red. Again, I can't, like for any of the P's and D's that have babies, 
I kind of have to, like when Steph talks to her mother's group, she always has to make it sound worse than it is because Evie Rose, Queen of the Bath, you know, official baby of the podcast, is so well behaved that even when she's sick, it's not that big of a day. It's like, you know, she's just like, I'm sick, but like, just, you know, give me some chicken soup, feed me, look after me. Yeah. But anyway, Friday, she doesn't sleep at all. And by not sleep at all up twice that night, we actually got a pretty good sleep, really. But I mean, obviously. And then Saturday, Steph wakes up and Steph's like, I'm not going. I'm not going away. And I'm like, it was actually kind of cool. You then realize like, oh, mums are legit, bro. Yeah, mums don't fuck around. Mums don't fuck around at all. And now, obviously, I'm concerned about my daughter. But Steph's like, I'm just, she just pulled the pin on her 30s. And I was like, oh, yeah, that. That does make sense that you would do yeah. that. She's like, this is the first time my child's been sick. I'm not going away to fucking... I won't be able to... I'll be like anxious the yeah, whole time. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you would... Well, if I wouldn't be anxious because I know that she was with Steph, but yes. I can understand Steph maybe being a little bit anxious, anxious about her being with you. Because Steph just fucking took control, whipped up a batch of chicken soup. Apparently, breast milk also very good. Now, Dave, I don't know if you can deal with this. It might be difficult, but this is what Steph said to me as sort of a thing that like... It could be true. It might not be true. But just around breast milk punters, dribblers, which is the way I like to start all my sports podcasts. is a bit of a breast milk yarn. <laughs> Apparently with mothers and babies, when babies are sick, there's some sort of chemical given off from the baby to the mum. So the mum's milk is fighting exactly, like is giving exactly the correct nutrients and this and that to help fix the specific illness that they, the affliction they have. Would it be fair to say then, off the back of that, that breast milk starts to replicate the healing properties of chicken soup itself? Exactly right. Exactly. Breast milk basically becomes chicken, chicken soup. soup. If, if, through the nibble. Through the nibble. <laughs> oh, shit. Evie's got a bit. She's got the sniffles. Quick, get on here. And dad might stick a cup under there as well if he knows what's going on. If I've clocked onto the fact that this booby milk's quickly become chicken soup, the whole family's eating. what's eat. good for him. The whole family's eating. <laughs> so I don't know, but look, shout out to Steph, shout out to Evie Rose. Yeah. Apologies, we got that wrong. Um, but Dave, two weeks in Byron. Two weeks is quite a long holiday, isn't it? Uh, I think it was indulgent. It was... Oh. Well, it wasn't the full two weeks in Byron. That might have been a bit indulgent. Two nights in the beautiful Port Macquarie on the way up. Ah, uh, yeah, the jewel of the city. Jewel. Got to oh, see some state. whales Two there. nights in Port. Two nights in Port. Then drive the rest of the way up to Byron. There for seven nights. Uh, yeah, it went too quickly. Then back through Bellingen and the Hunter. Okay, so you did yeah. a nice little cruise. Yeah, now, nice is it cruise. Is Cheeky Monkey still open? Well, they are, but they're not because of COVID. COVID. Oh, yeah, the two clubs Cheeky down. Monkeys, like your, that's your age demo. Yeah, you're in yeah, Cheeky well, Monkeys demo. We went to Cheeky Monkeys when we did our little post-schoolies kind of buying yeah. trip. There's another one, Low Cura, which is a bit more like, you know, a bit more 24, 25. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, a little, yeah. little less schoolies. Yeah, yeah. And that's the that's kind of bracket we were around this trip. We're not, you know, just eating Bella Portos and Bay Kebabs every day anymore. Yeah, yeah you're getting right. older, yeah. mate. Getting yeah. older. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. His palate's mature. Yeah, exactly. oh, very yeah, much so. Exactly. Very much so. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Mate, um, I saw on the Adio or Dave IG, I believe, uh, that you had a brushless with Lane with Smudge and Zampa. I did, yeah. And that was probably a result of, you know, eating in that higher bracket of food and drinks. Yes. You're right. You know? yeah. yeah, more mature palate. That's where yeah. you're going to see your You don't see him at that kebab shop and the, no, on the, at the no. roundabout, Steve do you? Steve Smith is not <laughs> no. smashing kebabs at 3 a.m. after no, a few no, cones. No, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's too regiment. He's too, yeah, he he's too strict. Yeah. Even yeah. if he has had cones, I imagine he's still going for something a little bit more up upmarket. Now, I, I voiced my disappointment to you, and I'll do so again on the podcast. 
podcast. <laughs> Little disappointed that you didn't front foot that. Yeah. Go up to Zampa and Smudge. Give him, you know, accreditation, which is the hat, and go, listen, boys. Yeah, give what your can hat we, away. What can we do to get you on the podcast? Yeah. I mean, there, there was an opportunity there for you, Dave. There was. I was probably... Because that's what Tom and I would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Front well, it's it. easy to say that when you're not in the moment. But when you're walking up there, it's like 9, 10 a.m. in the morning. You've had a big night the night before. You just want some bacon and eggs and yeah. a coffee. Reeks and there you see... There you see the Australian captain mm, and another Australian test player. It's There's a lot going through your head at that point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Look, I'll I let mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to allow you off because it was your first trip away and your last. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Won't happen again. <laughs> yeah, mate. You hadn't accumulated that much leave. <laughs> yeah, You're in negative leave now. <laughs> we also don't hand out leave as generously as the award would like us to. <laughs> But no one's come knocking yet. No, no. So, you yeah. Well, look, we got friends in high places. Yeah, exactly. TFU, make yeah, sure yeah. of that. Well, you're a minister for sport. Um, and obviously, I'm a minister for sport. But so, yeah, yeah, you had a good time. Had a great time. All right, great well, that's time. good. Good to have you back, mate. Good to have you back. Great but punters and dribblers, there's been a tremendous amount happen in the last seven days since we last spoke. It has. Now, Eddie, again, I don't like to uh, lean on cliches. I don't know if this has said a lot, but have you ever heard the term, a week's a long time in sport? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like this last week, it's been a long time. Do you know why cliches exist? Because they're true same all as, the time. Same as stereotypes. That's exactly right. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, mate. That's why they exist. And a week in sport, particularly rugby league. Yes. Very long time. Is it time for you and I to sort of to, 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 to plunge into the pool of success that is Manly's thrashing of the top of the table? Yes, I think so. Time, I think that's fair. Time to plunge? Time to plunge. Let's plunge. So, obviously, no longer are they top of the table, the Parramatta Eels, but after Manly knocked off the top of the table, Parramatta Eels... Top of the table of the weekend, uh, That's two from two for Manly against the ladder-leading Eels. And as we said last week, I think you'll remember on the podcast, that we said that the everyone but the Roosters and the Storm can, uh, are complete losers and Manly can beat anyone. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And am I surprised? Absolutely not. I mean... With a broken back, which is now becoming fused, even though it's still broken, yes. the, the signs of fusing occurring. You can fuse a spine to help get you through a certain you know number of games before then you remove that fused spine and... And then put in the, the real deal. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like a, a spare wheel, right? A spare yes. wheel on a car. You might have one of those pizza wheels on that you can't do more than 80Ks on. It'll yeah. get you from A to B, Tom. Yeah. But it's not it's not finals ready. No, it's not finals. It's not ready. it's not 120 on the freeway. You can, you can win with it. Yeah. You can win with that wheel, but I just it'd be advised to only have it on for a certain amount of Ks. Otherwise you're gonna do long down long. Well it's gonna damage. fall off. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna fall off. Yeah. Right? So we go out there with a broken back and we deliver in spades. Yeah. Now, yes, it got a little tight at the end, but the deal was done, mm. mate. It was all over. Yeah. Outclassed, is that right? Outclassed. We put the cue in the rack a little bit just to celebrate. We kind of sat back and admired our own work a little bit. Yeah, look, it's an artist stepping back from the painting and just back from the it. canvas yeah. and just taking it all in, breathing it in. Time. Also, Manly, historically, uh, you know, we want what's best for the game, right? As mm. a club, as a, as, a, as a, I guess, an area of the state, even, Eddie. Mm. Manly want what's best for the game. And what's best for the game of rugby league is a fast, you know, crazy finish. Trots. So we're like, well, let these loses in Suspense, for one more jump. try. Then Daly's going to come and do an onside kick, not seen anywhere but the NFL, mm. uh, to just sort of put it, put the game to Ice. bed. Ice the game. Ice the game. I mean, look, and in, in credit to Manly there, I think, because there's a few, you know, 
the boys understand that the punter and the dribbler, you know, are thirsty for upsets. Like yeah. they wanted, well, Manly were favourites at that point, would have liked to see the Manly boys toppled. Yeah. So you're keeping eyeballs on the screen. Exactly. You're keeping the advertisers happy. Yep. You're keeping the punter and the dribbler happy. Yep. Keeping us happy. Yep. Works for everyone. And then we got to win. Now, obviously, uh, the referees do whatever they can to try and take the game away from Manly. Look, this is getting... And it, and not just Manly, right? Like but specifically ob- no, Manly. No, but specifically Manly because it happens all the time. Yes. Right? Now, either we are looking at one of the most un- incompetent bunkers in living memory mm. or there's a vendetta. Yeah. Some sort of I'm out to get you scenario happening yes. where someone involved doesn't like the club what it stands for. That's the vibe. Doesn't I'm like getting. clubs that wreak success. Yeah. That win win premierships every decade and don't win spoons. Yeah. Someone in the bunker either doesn't like that, Tom, or they're incompetent. Because the amount of shocking calls they make is starting to become annoying. Like that that strip on Wanga Blake. So Wanga Blake's if you don't if you didn't watch the game, shame on you, but Wanga Blake stripped Martin to power, then ran about eighty meters to score. Now, showed showed plenty of toe. Credit to w- him. Wanga has toe. I tell you who has probably more toe that I mean, I knew he had toe, but I didn't give him credit, I think, for the toe that he shows. And that's obviously the official snack of the podcast, Ruben Garrick. Just uh, ran out of a bit of puff late, but well, had I a mean, full crack. coming from the other side of the field as well. But just, you know, when you can tell someone's real quick when they just come into shot, yeah. really, you're like, holy Mate, shit. Mate, his first 50, his Fucking first 50 was As quick lightning. as you like. It's as quick as you'll see in the rugby league. Yeah, I think over over 50, uh, the snack quickest in rugby league history. Oh, yeah. And I mean that's that's beyond dispute now, based yeah, yeah. on what I've seen. Yeah. Him coming into frame. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. Um Brad Parker now elevated to the biggest hitman in the NRL. He's yeah. I mean, he's he's the strongest. Well, we all knew that. We all knew that. Man. We I mean, we have been telling you punters and dribblers week after week. Now there's plenty of you that believe us, and I'm not knocking you blokes. No. But there is a fraction of of listeners, Tom, that don't buy into what we, we hmm. sell at the market. The, the, the Brad Parker rhetoric. The Brad Parker rhetoric, which is that he is as strong as an ant. With the muscle density of a fully grown chimpanzee or orangutan, depending on your you know your 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 proclivity. Yeah. I mean but he's both, right? He's both. Yeah, he's yeah. both. He's now both. Micah Sebo gets it now. Micah gets, now it. gets it. Micah gets it. Yeah. Micah was probably in the most pain he's ever endured in his entire life. Also, but Micah running at Brad, Micah obviously had zero respect for the ant. Micah's going, I steamroll everyone in this competition. Yeah, watch me eat up this ginger ant here. And then the ant just comes in and literally like snaps his leg in half. Yeah, but also from from my perspective, Tom, and this is my opinion, mm. right? But I think you'll go along with it. Of course. I don't think Brad got his best work onto Micah's leg either. No, it wasn't his best hit. No. Bet, what, is that a 30 40% of, of what's... Of the ant? Of, of what the ant of what can, the ant can yeah. muster? The ant ceiling is far greater than that. Far greater than that I hit. I think the ant would look back at that and go like, my tech wasn't even that good. I, I guarantee the ant's sitting at home, pretty embarrassed. Going, I could have snapped him way I harder. I could have snapped him way harder. And now, I snapped him. And I... <laughs> Consider him snapped. I snapped him. Snapped within an inch of his life. I could have snapped him harder. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Could have snapped him harder. Micah came down like a a man on almost his deathbed. Well, the unstoppable force was stopped by the immovable object, right? That's what happened. And it, but the grimace, Tom. Yeah, and it's seared onto my brain. Yeah, it is for all for for all eternity, time immemorium. Don't know if that's correct, but for all time, for all time. When Micah went down, it looked like he did a knee or he was injured in some way, but he's actually like, I think he's going to be back this week. So it's not even like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, did Brad like snap him so hard? He's like snapped him in half, half. Mm. 
It's like, no, he just put on, like, because you obviously don't want to celebrate an injury. No. Unless it's a snapping. But, like, you know, it was more, oh, no, he, he's coming back next week. It's just, it was beautiful rugby leaguemanship. Yeah, it was beautiful. Exactly right. It looked a little bit like a cork to me. You know, when, yeah. you, when your mate used to fly into the side of you in the playground with a yeah, knee yeah, and just yeah. get you good. Yeah. And you'd, you'd, you'd hobble away around the corner and just start cry. crying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think we saw. One of the great corks. Yeah. By the strongest man in rugby league, yeah, the ant, Brad yeah, Parker, Brad Parker, whose ascendancy this season, coupled with the work he did last year, I mean, is he the best centre in the game? He's certainly close to the best centre in the game. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I'd, he'd be first picked in my side. Put it that way. His first centre up. His first, his first picked in any rugby league side that I'm choosing. Because we base it on the right. The right numbers, the right factors, yeah. strength, strength. It's a, it's a, it's an iron willed game you can't played by big, strength. strong. No, you can't teach strength. Either you got it or you don't. And there's an intrinsic strength to red nuts. You can train to some degree, but there's people that are born yeah. strong. But there's red nuts. Yeah, redheads are born strong as shit. Yeah, and then they whatever they or they're born on top of it is just extra strength. But they start as like a base. Yeah, stronger than half of them else. do. The other half. Unfortunately, it's a it's a it's a lottery in the yeah. redhead game. Yeah. You either get all the it's strength, it's fifty fifty, or you get none. Yeah, it's fifty fifty, and and Brad won the lottery. They all have a temper though. Like seeing Cade Cuss start at six. No uh, disrespect to Lachlan Croker, but Cade, I think, and I think I've said this before that every rugby league team worth its salt mm. has a good Cade in the side. Look, I'm I've always been a big Cade guy. Yeah. The moment I saw his name, Cade yeah. Cuss, I Kade said, Kuss. that bloke's got rugby league thrown, through, flowing through his veins, yeah, right? without a doubt. He's a rugby league player. Yeah. Footballer. Tom. Football. Out-and-out footballer. And I like footballers in my setup. Yeah. That's what I like. I look for footballers. Mm. And when I looked around the side with Lachlan Croker there, you know, I thought, look, maybe we're a bit short on a football out now. Where, look... And I respect Lachlan. Love I'm not, Lachlan. I'm not saying that you, you, aren't, you aren't a good footy player. No, you're a great footy player. I'm just saying... something about a, being a Cade. Yeah, when I'm reading the team sheet, I want to go... I want to be... Oh, stopped. Yes. Shit, there's a footballer in that there's side. There's a fucking footballer There's a right fucking there. rugby league footballer. Holy shit. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And that's what I want the opposition to read. That's it. Because they all read the team sheet. Of course sheets. they read the team sheet. Well, you've got to do your bloody prep, Eddie, your game prep. Who's in the side next? Oh, shit, they've got a footballer. They've got an out-and-out footballer in their side. Who, Tommy Turbo? No, Cade. Cade Cast. <laughs> Cade Cast. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, big things for Cade. Because, mate, the game's won and lost before you even take the field. It's all mental. 99% mental. Oh, it's 99% 1 mental. 1% of the game of rugby league is on the field. Yeah. The snake oil salesman knew that. Of course he did. It's all 1%ers, mate. And Cade Cast, he's a 1%er. He's a 1%er. Uh, but I think that's probably manly, probably more than the <laughs> listeners were keen to listen to. <laughs> Look, if you fast forwarded it, yeah. then the punters and the drill as well, yeah. then you've missed you missed. Look, you missed you missed. If, if you fast forward to here, you missed some really top notch Cade Cast rhetoric. So you might want to go back for that. But so Roosters lost, sucked in Roosters Thursday night football. SCG didn't turn up. Didn't turn up. Milk did turn up. Yeah, it was nice from the milk because obviously they've got every single player injured. Mm. Our friend uh, Mikey Alfield, unfortunately, also injured now that he's in the fucking side. Did his hammy out for three weeks, I think. Hope we didn't put the knocker on him. We could have. We put the knocker on the game of rugby league at the start of the season, pre-COVID, so who knows, dude? We should probably just stop talking about people we like. We've been all over Tommy Turbo's dick now and he's out for 10 weeks. Kate Cuss will go down this weekend. No, no, we need to be careful. We need to be careful. We need to be careful. Our powers go far beyond what we realise we're capable of. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But uh, Sticky not happy. 
He thinks that... He's never happy. Yeah, but he's not happy again. Why? Well, he thinks that players are now milking penalties. That's right. He did. He does. <laughs> he actually came out and said as much. And he said that he's now training. He's got an acting coach to come into training to help the boys milk. <laughs> now, I was under the impression, Tom, that they wouldn't need any help learning how to milk. But... Maybe they don't milk up there. They're given milk. They're given milk, but they don't milk. You're right. You Do you know what I mean? Of all the clubs that wouldn't need help milking, milking it would be the, the milk. milk. But from what I'm hearing, they're, they're not up at dawn milking cows. They're milk by name, not milk by nature. <laughs> <laughs> potentially. No, I don't think potentially at all. I yeah, think that's what's happening. That's what it is. So obviously Sticky, he's got the cows onto the field. He's got the boys up early and they're milking. They're now milking cows the, and penalties. Milking pe- Well, they go, it's hand in hand. They are hand in if hand. If you want to be able to milk a penalty, Tom, you need to milk a cow. That's you need it, to know right? how to work your way around the it's udder. It's a bit of that, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball sort of thing. There wouldn't Shout be, out to yeah, Mate, ball. there wouldn't be a man alive, right, that could milk a, prop, a penalty properly, Tom. Who as hasn't in, milked as in, go the full wool pool that's going to deceive the refs. Yes. Who are best in class, best in the world. Mm. Even though they fuck up, they're best in the world. Well, they're, yeah, they're incompetent gimps, but they are the best at picking milk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't know your way around an udder, Tom, yeah. then you're not, you're not pulling any wool. If you haven't squeezed milk from a cow's tit, yeah. there's no way you're no. pulling wool over, a, over an incompetent referee's eyes. <laughs> no that's way. for sure. A truer <laughs> sentence has never been said. <laughs> Look, it sounds made up, but it's not. But it's not. Now, I wonder who Sticky is getting into acting coach. Like, do we, is he getting someone from like one of your classic Australian soaps? Well, look, that, I mean, it's elf? a good question. Does he go, does he go the soap? This tried be, and tested. This could be something for Bracey to do. Bracey's does in he, COVID lockdown does he go, right now. Does he go the big Hollywood guy? Does he, does he lean on someone that knows rugby league, but also, you know, is, you know, a thespian type. Knows rugby league, but acts first, plays league later. Because you could go with your Matt Nables of the world, but... Well, I... the thing is as well, I mean, thespians traditionally, historically, love their rugby league football. They do. But they're also, they're you know, they're pretty loyal. So he's probably got to look for someone close to home. I mean, Brendan Cow. I mean, good luck getting him down yeah, there. Yeah, no, well, Brendan Cow. He'd like, flick you the bird and go get stuff. Yeah, or he would, he'd, he'd, he'd do a Trojan horse thing and teach them not to act. Yeah, but I think Sticky knows a Trojan. He, he'd look for a Trojan, wouldn't you? You'd think so. Well, he'd know if someone was coming in there to fucking to. to well, you know, like Russell Crowe goes, mate, I'll come down and help you. Yeah, no, you, you know, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't take rusty. that on. No, we'll you wouldn't st- take. No, no, exactly. That'd be silly. And Brendan loves a sharky, so you wouldn't go Brendan. No. Bracey loves manly. You don't go Bracey. That's right. That's I right. mean, do we have any famous milk actors? That's the problem, right? Any okay, that's a good question. Is there any famous actors that are born and raised in Canberra? I don't know. Not off the top of my head, Tom. Not off the top of my head. Maybe he's got to go for a politician because they lie all the fucking time. They, but we know they're lying. That's true. That's the thing, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when when politicians get up there and ramble that crap and dodge the question and don't answer it and then answer their own question, you're like, bro, I know you're lying. I know you're lying because you've just ignored the question. And now you're answering a different question. There's actually question. nothing more infuriating for me as a person, I think, than saying, and not in a political like, oi, fucking do the right thing. Just more like when... Just that we've gotten to a point, and I'm sorry to get political punishables, we've gotten to a point in the world where we just allow a politician to be asked a question and then blatantly avoid it in front of our eyes, and that's okay. Mate, it's ridiculous. Like when you just go, yeah, but so like, but why would you do that? And they're like, well, as I said, and they dance around, and you're like, I cannot. 
I, you feel like, like grabbing them by the shirt and, and shaking them, them and, and going, answer like, the fucking question. <laughs> start waterboarding them. Yeah. Just going, I don't care if this is a, seems a little extreme. I think you need to be waterboarded. I think that's where we're at as a nation. Yeah. We need to start waterboarding politicians so they... Just, just answer the question. Answer the question. Just answer it. Even if you lie to me. No, but it, I prefer you lied to me than don't... Yeah. Because you just not... I know you're avoiding it. You can answer the question however you want, but, but answer, answer it. But answer question. the question. And we'll give you an option. We're not cruel by nature. We're no. saying if you don't answer it, you're you will be waterboarded. I don't think is that, I don't think that's too over the top. Dave, any famous Canberrarians? He hasn't found one. It's really slim pickings. <laughs> no wonder Ricky's boys aren't milking. There's like there's soap actors and that's about it. That's like okay. A, a we don't anyone of note. The only one there's one that rang. Who's about, top of the list? Sigrid Thornton, actress. Sigrid, Sigrid Thornton? You know. the, the name rings. Yeah, no, I, I know who Sigrid is, yeah, but know, she's but... certainly not who you'd be picking to get the boys acting. Yeah, like there are more actresses that. It's I all right. Give them to us, Dave. Them. Who else we got? Um, hang on. Someone called. No, not her. I don't see. I don't know these people. That's all right. That's it... all right. Oh, fuck. Imogen Bailey. Now, Imogen's a very attractive lady, or was back in the day, but certainly not a thespian. Punters, dribblers, dribblets out there. Google Imogen Bailey. If you feel like it, you'll. She's a blonde chick. I think she's in like Celebrity Big Brother. She was an FHM mag model. Remember okay. those back in the day? Oh, of course. Yeah, Ralph FHM. Uh, Dave, do you remember Ralph and FHM, or was that uh, pre you? No, a little bit. I remember Zoo more than those two. Yeah, Zoo. But do you remember yeah, going into the corner store after school and flipping picking through. up a sealed section and either Taking walking out with it or or paying yeah, for you're it? Certainly doing the double discount with Eddie. <laughs> Not really. We had faster internet than you guys. That's probably. crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I, mate, I remember doing this before we had the internet. That's what I mean, well, yeah. right? It was in like he's he just grew up in an age where it was like on a phone. Were you born in the nineties? Yeah, I'm ninety eight. Ooh, like he's in. in. Still ninety eight is wildly. He's in the club. Oh no, he's definitely in the club. I'm just like it's well, I'm not, I'm eighties, so I mean like pre, but yeah, millenniums yeah. Yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Little track. No actors got, in camp. I think we got one, maybe. Steph Dawson, who was in the Hunger Games. So yeah, there's no. got to be a bit of. I don't know. I what did she play? An extra? She. Someone <laughs> called Annie Cresta. I don't know. I haven't seen those. Films. Look, no dis- disrespect. Yeah. But no. But I don't, I don't I've never heard of her. I don't think it's disrespect. It's just saying that I don't know who she is, and I don't think Sticky. Well, with her. The, okay. With this knowledge, though, with this knowledge, I think I don't think they'll be milking any penalties. No, exactly. I think they're going to struggle because there's no st- actors in camera. Because Sticky's. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to do it even if his fucking life depended no. on it. So he can't coach anyone to do it. No. They've got no thespians down there worth their salt who are going to turn up and play a role. Imogen Bailey just far too hot and not an actor. Well, the boys aren't going to take it seriously. I don't think. No disrespect, no. but I don't think they will. No. And he, what we don't... I mean, we love the milk. I don't want to see them get Trojan horsed. No. So they're all at sea. They're, they're all at six sea. or seven. Yeah, this is a real tough spot for the it's, milk. Yeah. So Ricky's... don't expect them to see their penalty count go up. No. Because it ain't gonna. Or don't expect them to get away with any milking. Keep an eye on it. It's probably going to be poor. <laughs> uh, Brisbane. Now, obviously, we talked about the fact that Seabold backed himself into a corner when he allowed the boys to coach themselves. Yes. I heard that after their win, he took back control... Things have gone south again. Forty-eight nil. Forty-eight nil against the Tigers, who played well, played well. To they be did fair. play well, but but forty-eight nil on a wetty on a like cold, shitty night. Mate, is, the, the def- says more about the opposition. The 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 performance was appalling. Yeah, if you're a Broncos fan, I don't know how the fuck you watch rugby league, because even if you're a Dogs or a Titans fan, you know your team's shit. Whereas you guys like. 
probably at some stage this year thought you guys, you probably would have bet on yourselves this year, Broncos fans, early on. They won their first two games of the season. I guarantee sure. you they did. They would have been dribblers up there on Caxton Street Go after on. their first two wins. Just got Croft in. Losing for it. Going uh, Croft's in. People forgetting that Brody Croft was dropped before the Broncos run. I mean, the Storms run to the finals last year. So, I mean, Melbourne weren't like, this bloke's great. No. You Craig Bellamy I mean? isn't letting go of a halfback that's sick. That's sick. He's just not. He's just not, right? Like, Hooper got hectic on him. James Hooper going, mate, he's he's not NRL standard. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, he shouldn't be playing first grade. Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going that far, no. but like, that's... That's a... That's a I mean, look, the journos are ruthless, aren't they? But look, he's certainly not playing well, but no one is. No one is. Now, it was funny because off, off the back of all our Bush League, like Seabold should be coaching in the Bush rhetoric, which yeah. I think is pretty spot on. Yes. A lot of rhetoric this week around Bush players having more heart, more soul for their respective clubs than any of the Broncos players do. Absolutely. For You'd be better off getting Bush players in. From, you know, from Ips, from Ipswich up... A bit of know, a replacement style. Up to Bundaberg. Yeah. Sort of the replacement style movie, just all from the bush. Basically, you know, southern... You know, middle and southern Queensland players, yeah. all bush footy players yeah. that love good, hard, honest, firm, tough rugby league. Yeah, played on fucking dirt tracks. with the Played on goat tracks with, yeah. with concrete cricket pitches and they yeah. turn up every week for the contest, yeah. mate, and they yeah. love it. The ref turns a blind eye for shoulder charges. And you know what they do, Tom? They don't give an inch. No. That's what the Broncos need. Yeah. Dudes who then labour fucking eight hours a day, finish labouring, go to training. Sometimes they've got to train in their steel caps because they left the boots at home by accident because the kid was up early and they you know were stressed out. But they don't mind. They don't give a shit, They don't Eddie. give a they fuck, They don't give mate. a shit. Give me the football. I'll run it. Yeah. I'll take first hit up in my fucking steel cap. I don't give a fuck. Throw me the nut. I'm trucking it. Yeah. That's the sort of attitude the Broncos need. Yeah. There's and tough, hard men up in Queensland. Queensland breeds tough, hard men. They do. Despite I mean, the fact that, you know, they seem like a bunch of soft, weak beaters, yeah. uh, this, you know, across the board at the moment. Well, you look at the Queensland side, it reeks of soft beaters. Soft, weak beaters. But that's not the state generally, no. right? Hard men up there. We love, and women. We, we love Queensland as yeah. much as we're, you know... Entrenched in the fabric of New South Wales, you know, we're lifted to the shoulders of New South Wellians. New South South Wellians, yes. Welshians? Welshians, I don't know. But obviously that's where we sit atop the shoulders of the New South Wales public uh, looking at us adoringly. But obviously we still love Queenslanders. Well, we respect them. Hard, tough men and women. So I can only imagine how disgusted you all are Looking at the crap they've been rolling out. You must just want to take a sledgehammer to your TVs. I mean, because they're, they're not even trying to make tackles, you know? When Brody, Brody Croft let through a try... Uh, I know exactly which one you're talking close about. Close to the line, something? I can't remember he exactly. He didn't even was. put his he arms out. He didn't even out. put his arms out. Like, it was like he realised that at so, so close to the line, whoever it was that was hitting the hole... Who are they playing? The Tigers. I think it was it was uh, uh, Luciano Leilua's first try, I think. And he just was given a delicious fucking ball by uh, Billy Walters, who I'm a big fan of. And we'll get Brody's, to Billy. Brody's kind of just realized that I can, I can put my hands on him here, but he's so close to the line, there's literally no way that I'm going to stop him, so I'm just not going to fucking even try. Like, that's what it was. It was like... There's no way I'm going to stop him here, so I'm just going to let it go through. As I'm not even just, I'm not even just going to, as a, 
an attempt slap at the ball or try and take him down. It was like, dude, that is some disgusting rugby league. It's disgusting rugby league. No heart, no soul. Apparently during the call, Joey on Channel 9, I don't know if he said it off air, but it was spoken about afterwards. Um, Gus Gould was talking about it afterwards and he was like, during the call, he Joey asked the producer or the camera guys, he goes, after a, so like after the Tigers scored against yeah. the Broncos, he was like, go into the huddle, go into the huddle. I want to hear what they're saying in the huddle. So they've got their cameras in there or the mics in there, or whatever. And it was like dead silent. And he's like, there's half your fucking problem right there. No one's even talking. Mate. Just silence. And that's when the senior players need to be standing up, right? Yeah. Like, it's all weird and good when you got to win. You, you know, you've won a couple of games. Yeah. You can get a bit chirpy then. Oh, fucking come Did on, boys. Did you see get that footage a... of, of, of uh friend of the show, Jake Trebojevic, at halftime in the Manly Sheds, in the huddle? And what's Jake, 25, 26? There are a lot of, like, there are, he's obviously a senior member of the team, but, like... He's not that old. He's not that old, right? And he's in the middle of all these guys, and he's fucking barking at them all, just going off his head, and you're like... That is Let, who, that's what you want. That's someone I'm going to follow into battle. Yeah. Now, what we've always said on this show, Tom, about alpha males mm -hmm. and leaders mm -hmm. is if you can't follow them into battle, then they're not worth. They're it. not worth it, mate. No. Now, that's a battle they're in. The Broncos, week in, week out, they yeah. couldn't be in a bigger battle if no. they tried. They're fucked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The club couldn't be in more turmoil. That is a war. They're in a war zone. In the trenches. And where are the leaders? They don't fucking have any. They don't have any. And does it does it does it shock you when they get forty eight points put on them? Because no one's following anyone into battle. They're just out there standing there. Yeah, ridiculous. And now the Broncos have come out. I mean, I, f I actually feel sorry for all of them, including Siva uh, Seabold. Like I just, it's obviously to be a scat situation to be in. But you know that rugby league does not sit around and you know rugby league doesn't care right if you about your feelings it's like win if you don't win fuck you basically even if you do win you can be well you. they won last week and it was like okay cool you got one win now fucking do it again and they couldn't but um the broncos have now said seabold's got to win five of his last 10 games or he's sacked there's nothing about that that is a good result right if they win five out of their last 10 they've only won seven i think all year and then if uh if he doesn't, they sack him and they pay out this guy like millions of dollars. Mate, he's sacked anyway. I don't even know why they bothered releasing that. Well, it's if such they win, a, it's if such they win a, every game from here, they won't sack him, right? Yeah, but they're not going to. Tom. No, no. They're not going to. No. Yes, if he won every game, they wouldn't sack him, of course, sure. But he's not going to. No. There's no way. No. And the fact that they've released this, you've got to win five out of the next 10 thing, means that everyone's going to be counting every week, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You, you make a narrative of it every week. Yeah. Like, I heard one of the commentators being like, okay, if they lose this way, it's like, you've only got four losses yeah. left. Eh? You've only got three losses left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the point of this is. Well, but that's what they said. Gus was like, why would you come out and say Why that? do you say anything? Why would you come out and say that you've you got just, to win five or ten? But just shut the fuck up. Do what everyone else does in rugby league. What, what everyone else does and have always done, we support the coach. Yeah. Even if you sack him an hour later, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what they were saying about Green and he's gone now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
that's just rugby league. Yeah. You support until you're not supporting. Exactly. Everyone knows he's gone. You just gonna, don't say it publicly. Yeah, but you're not going to get up there, right, and go, oh, we don't support the coach, but he's still the coach. That doesn't make sense. Exactly. The moment that you don't back him is the moment he's sacked, which is why until he's sacked, you have to you be have behind to him. him. But they did that with Wayne. They literally, with Wayne, they go, nah, Wayne's here. Wayne, Wayne will be coaching here next year. And then a week later, they, they, they got rid of him. So it's like, they're just fucking useless, right? But the thing is, they get asked all the time. Yes. And until... But if they just had the same answer, just go, we're not talking about it. We're backing him. Yeah, it's, we're, we're in the shit, but we're backing him. Yeah. If they just... Mate, they've played an absolute shocker. Absolute shocker. But good on them. Good luck. Um, so who's going to go? I wonder who goes up there. Well, I Do think... Do you reckon Paul Green? Uh, so the rumours I've heard, if we're talking... So we'll move on from Broncos, because Seabold's not gone yet. We get, Paul we'll, Green, let's, get, let's get into coaching yeah, rumour coaching and innuendo. in general and rumour and innuendo and, and you know... Uh, All the good stuff. Tippish. So I heard Paul Green is keen to coach the Sharks. Well, he played there, did yeah, he not? He's, yeah, so it's like it would be a homecoming of sorts. And, jo- and John Morris is a, a bit wet behind the ears. Is, Wasn't he playing like three years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, bit green for mine. I think that John is probably going to find his way back to an assistant coaching role before he coaches as a head coach at any other club, right? Which like, is fine. That's fine. Dude, gotta, he's fucking still in his 30s, I think. But that's what I mean. You like, I'm surprised that he's a head coach, well, given that... How much was he assistant coach at all? Yeah, he was assistant coach. But, I mean, he initially was doing it to fill in for uh, once Flanagan, Flanagan? stood down. Yeah, that's right. And then they obviously just they didn't mind him, so they kept him on. They probably weren't paying him much money, and it was like, you know, fuck it. But the I heard Paul Green Greeny wants to go to the Sharks. I think that would be a tremendous pickup for the Sharks. Yeah. Interesting though, right? Like two how, premiership, two grand finals, one premiership in seven years. Mate, he's a good coach. He's a good coach, but it's funny how like it's funny how that shit just like stops happening. Like you just for whatever reason, like you you just it gets stale wherever you are, and it's like no, nah, yeah. you just got to move on, man. Like try something else because it's just not happening up here now. It, which is why when I look at people like Bellamy, I'm like, how have you done it how for have you so long? To keep this so fresh. It's weird. Yeah. Maybe it's the fact that he's got the goat there as well. You know what I mean? Well, he's had three fucking elite players, hasn't he? But like the fact that you know he's, he's for most of it, he's had Cameron Smith. I there. think all of it. I think 2003 they all started. Oh, they all started Bellamy at the same time. Head coach Cam Smith. Cronk First, Slater. so they all started. I think the they same. all debuted in 2003. I think it was 2002. Bellamy took the job. And then I Smith think, came in 2003. I yeah. think Smith might have made his debut off the bench in 2001. 2001? Uh, like, maybe. That's a fucking... I know, well, he started, he's played 400 he started games. slow. I mean, I'd trust the Storm fan, I guess. Um, so you should just have this all in your memory. Though, yeah, I should. Nah, I was actually fan. wrong. It was 2002, him and Slater, yeah. 2002? Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. And, and Bellamy also started coaching that year. There you go. There you go. So and then it went from there with like Inglis debut the next year in a couple of years then Falau debut like the year after. But you got to ask yourself, time. could that could he have been? Could he have kept it as fresh as he as he has without, without Cameron Smith? Maybe psychos. I don't know. I don't know. Who Whatever. knows? All I'm saying is hard to keep fresh in rugby league football. It is because he's done a lot. He's won. He's won the World Cup challenge. He's won the premiership. He lost the grand final with Thurston and Matt Scott out. I think yeah, yeah. for a lot of that season, and they got pumped in the. They final. were never going to win it. No, but not with Thurston no. now and Matt Scott. Uh, he's won the nines twice, which, I mean, isn't nothing. 
but it's nothing. It's nothing, but it's not nothing, nothing. Well, it's more than nothing, but it is nothing. It's more than nothing. It's more than nothing because All I'm something... saying, if you're reading a resume, you're like, okay, yeah. you've got nothing, you've got more than nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it I was tell you what it would be, though. It would be like if you were going for a job, say, in uh, at Lloyd Michaels, yes. right? If I was going to try to get a job with your company and yep. I had like my bar work experience on my resume, you'd be like, look, good to know that you were a bottle shop attendant from the years of A to B, yeah. but... That doesn't really have transferable skills within yeah, this. I get that. That's a great analogy. Have you still got the bar work on the on the reg? Absolutely, I do. Oh yeah, of course. Well, because at this point, I'm applying to many different industries, Eddie. <laughs> Better to go in broad. I've always absolutely said. spread it far and wide. Uh, I've worked in a bottle shop. I am okay on Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of shops. <laughs> Bottles. I remember when I, I remember when I was like literally handing out my resume for shit. I had like all my experience, sort of my my skill set at the yeah. bottom of the the bottom half of the resume, and I think I'd given myself like seven out of ten for Photoshop, and I basically only knew how to open it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now that I'm okay at it, I realise how that bad you To were. be a seven out of ten is, is you've like, got to be very. Yeah, good. You've got to have years worth of experience. <laughs> years. But you got to lie on a resume, don't oh, fuck you? Yeah. You oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking resumes are a pain in the ass. I mean, the I thing about the, the thing about the rugby league resume though, for the coaches, they can't lie. No, that's it. But maybe you can on like the <laughs> Do you know you reckon they try to sneak a few things on there? Well, yeah, like well, I mean it sounds like Seabold must have, because apparently if you go back <laughs> what into did his Seabold put on there. Apparently if you go back through I think it was James Hooper went back through his like pre NRL coaching career and like he hasn't won a thing ever. What was he doing before, to your Dave, please help if you don't know this time, what was he doing before his year at the South? Uh, he did, I think he was down at the Storm with Bellamy uh, for a little bit, which is like, you know, seen as a coaching fucking finishing school. Um, a little bit? Like what? As in, I think he was an assistant down in Melbourne. Yeah, but for how long? Oh, fuck, mate. I don't know the exact time, but he's an assistant coach in Melbourne. Like, that's good. That's, if that's on your resume, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty something. good. Yeah. I don't know what that, it's definitely something. <laughs> it's more than nothing. It's more than nothing. It's, it's something. It's, no, it's something. It's something. That's something. Yeah, that is something. Whereas the the, the, nines, the nines is more than is nothing. More than nothing. Yeah. Um, he was a uh, um. He his first head coach role was which was before he went to the Storm was at the South Wales Scorpions, and he led them to the playoffs. So that's again not Where nothing. But Welsh? That, are you talking about yeah, Welsh South Wales yeah. rugby oh, okay. league? Welsh rugby league. Yeah, Welsh rugby. And league. they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. And then he coached a bit of Queensland Cup, went to the Storm. What did he do with the Queen, in Queensland Cup? Uh, doesn't say who he coached in Queensland I think, Cup. I think Seabold's been editing his Wikipedia and just cutting Could out the results. That. He must it, Well, kill. it also says here, Seabold was recruited to join the Manly Sea Eagles before joining the Rabbitohs. We obviously saw the... Sh- we obviously saw... Got to look at him and turfed him. We got to look at him. We looked into his eyes. See that t- that you know what that says? It says a great interview s- interviewer has sat down and 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 seen what many others couldn't. Took him through the resume, walked him through it. Because obviously he interviews very well. Oh, you got you, oh, you got to the playoffs as a coach. Where was it? Oh, South Wales. Get mm. out. He must Get have out of my office now. He must have put on some sort of PowerPoint production that just blew the socks off the, bron- the Broncos board. I'm, I'm assuming word art was used. Eddie. I'm thinking word art, Comic Sans. <laughs> um, he'd put he'd put the uh, little music hyperlink button. Yeah, in there music and hyperlink that started automatically. Yes, but also had the slide effects. Things came yeah, in left to right. Sw- yeah. Star wipes. Star wipes. He must have star wiped the shit out of that presentation. Punters, dribblers. Now. This 
this may be asking too much. And if it is, that's fine because maybe we'll push it on to Dave. But I would love to see someone make Seabold's PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> How did he get the job? Can someone dig it up for us? <laughs> dig it up. Dig up Seabold's PowerPoint presentation. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. That got the Broncos job because those absolute idiots. Now, it, it, must, it must, to my mind, have been full of automatic, uh, you know... Songs that started, yes, and like, but he obviously has had a clicker, like, yeah, he I didn't click, yeah, yeah, but it was instead of pressing space bar, he had a clicker, he had a clicker that replicated yeah. the space bar technology, exactly right. So, you had basically a, a space bar for your hand, yes, yeah, a hand base, a handheld space bar, <laughs> <laughs> which I've always wanted. Oh, absolutely, I have always that's wanted a, that's, that's ritzy, it's well, ritzy. ritzy, it's a touch of class, <laughs> it's, a, it's touch a touch of, of class. Well, that's how many walks in with the handheld space bar, and yeah. he's probably and already got the job, he's already got the job, yeah, where do I? Sign him up. Sign Holy him shit. up. The Broncos have and then that. and then when they saw the star wipes, they said, "We'll give you an option for six yeah, years." Yeah, this guy is a fucking operator. <laughs> this guy, star wipes, star wipes, South. What, it was Comic South, Sans. You took South Wales to a preliminary <laughs> final in the Welsh Rugby League, uh, where all teams played the finals because there's only four sides. <laughs> Wow! Oh yeah, no, eight hundred thousand a year with yeah. it another, for five yeah. years, another yeah. year in your option. Yeah, it was literally an, a year added for every star one. <laughs> Dazzled them. Dazzled them. Good for him. But you, I mean, you do wonder though, like with all these coaches. So what is it? Green's gone, Kearney gone, Pay gone, and Seabold probably gone. So it's four gone. Well, Pay not gone yet. Uh, sorry, Seabold not gone yet. But but let's be honest. You would think in a COVID year. It might be a little bit more like, you know what? We'll just cut everyone some Mate, I was slack. I was only thinking that on the way here in the car. Like, it is this a COVID... This is tough for everyone. It's tough for Whether everyone. Whether you're playing league or you're just bloody, you know, trying to find a vein as a junkie on the street. And But that's the thing about rugby league, mate. It is cold-hearted. It can be warm-hearted. It can be great. It can it can shower you in riches yes. and glory. Yes. But it can be cold as the Antarctica in winter, mate. Like, yeah. it, it can be fucking ruthless. Freezing. Like, they are just sacking left, right, and center. If John Morris goes, that could, that'll get us to five. And John's like, like... Sharks have been winning a couple of games, so he's sort of saved himself for now. He's doing all right. He's also only, like, two years into the... Like, in his second year of head coaching. McGre uh, mate, Mary McGregor is in the shit up. Like, but literally half... But then he wins half, a couple of games. But, like, like, half the coaches are, uh, are staring down the barrel of getting sacked. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. And then they'll turn around and sign him up to, like, multi-year deals. And then, well, then they whinge and like Trent Barrett, when a player wants to change clubs. And it's like, bro, you've just sacked like every fucking coach you've had for the last five years. Apparently, Trent Barrett, they look they've three year contract. I'm like, bro, two years. Yeah, but the reason I think you sign three years is right because they like maybe a coach won't sign for anything. A less. bullshit because bullshit. because they want to have the opportunity to put their. Stand but they on the don't team. give him the opportunity. Well, no, that's get, the point. No, no, he'll get sacked anyway. No but, one, you don't provide like that's what I don't understand. So he's like, I need three years to 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 stamp Trent Barrett's signed, sealed, delivered onto my product and ship it out to market. I need three years to make sure that happens. But that's not what happens. That's not what happens. No. If you lose enough games, you get the fucking sack. Yes. And what I'm saying is, unless you are a guy who's got runs on the board, like a Paul Green who's won premierships, right? Mm -hmm. He can ask for years. Where Trent, who's done fuck all, no offense, like he would take two years. <laughs> would I'm he not? He might, but he might but not. I guarantee you he would. Well, 
He might, but he might not. If the dogs are offering him three, it's probably because he's asking for three because they also want a bit of security themselves. I've, I understand that, but I'm saying it's as a, a bit club- weird. If you have one year, right? One year is essentially unless you are Des at fucking Bulldogs who went to the grand final his first year, or Trent Robinson who won the comp in his first year as a coach. Like unless you are sort of fluke it a little bit, or you coach a cheating team like the Roosters. The first year is kind of like, whatever. Hopefully you make the finals. Hopefully you don't suck. Then the second year is like, all right, I've had time to get my systems and processes in. And then I'm also actively trying to get more players. But the chances are I'm probably not hitting the ground running my first year and signing people for the year after. Tom, I couldn't agree more. I'm not. You don't have to sell me on the reason why they give them three years. What I'm saying is it doesn't make sense to me that clubs give them three years but then never give them three years. Oh, because, yeah, because... Do you know clubs, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they end up the, sacking them and having to pay out yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, the like, clubs are shit. You gave them, but you gave them three years because of the reasons you just said. Yes. That's, they almost need it, but then they never give it. It's, no. it's fucking strange. Like, Dean Pay's actually probably been hard done by, even though the dogs suck. One of the worst rosters I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like... They give him that, and then he can't perform with it, and like, you're out. Trent's not going to do anything with that side. No. He, he's going to have to attract talent, which yes. apparently is all right. Well, they got Kotrick. He's a center or a wing. It's funny that they've got like four fullbacks that aren't hard fullbacks. Like they're not out and out fullbacks. They're not out and out wingers. They're not out. Apparently, out he wants to, apparently he wants to play center. I don't know if that's a lot of money for a center or not. Six hundred, six hundred fifty grand a year. I think it's a lot. Seems like it. Like he's a gun. I'm not. I'm not knocking Kotrick. He's a gun, but like fuck. Mate, you could argue that wingers should almost be more valuable than centers. Than centers. They do more. Yeah. They score tries. They prefer... take. They take high ball. They chuck nut. Yeah. They come off the the kicks. I'd prefer Brad Parker than, than Nick Kotrick in the centers. There, I said it. And I give you the I give you the hot tip. Our boy Brad's not on six fifty. No, Brad's not. Brad doesn't want six fifty. He'd play for free. Tom. Brad would play for free. It's not about money for Brad. He plays for the love of the contest. Yeah. Love of the game, and he just likes to snap people. So, yeah. Oh, you know, he, I mean, he, he, he's paid on snaps. Yeah. Um, he eats snaps for breakfast, mate. But anyway, so look, obviously, Vale to the coaches. Uh, Good luck to Trent. And keep an eye on uh, my intel there. For and Vale to Dubbo Dean. Dubbo Dean, one of the greats, unfortunate. Had a crack. Did his best. Tried hard. Tried hard. Um, did you see, well, I know you did see it because someone posted it up on the Punters Dribblers page, but obviously we didn't want to re- repost it or anything because it's just not that nice. But it was funny. Um, young Billy Burns of the Panthers, the Penrith Panthers, uh, got tackled and his hog fell out. Now, maybe hog is probably too generous of a description, but I tend to think, Eddie... Because some people going, fuck, it's a bit cold out in Penrith. I'm like, I would almost go so far as to say that thing's probably so big. Or not necessarily so big. It's not. I, he's certainly not putting the sheriff on notice. No. But like, it just looked like portions of a bit of sack and maybe a bit of hog like unfurled out the side I of don't the shorts. Th- I don't think the whole thing was out. That didn't look like the whole thing to me. I think it was like a turtle sort of coming out to see what was see going on. See what was on. going on. Check the weather almost. Well, check the weather. Check the bright lights. Yeah. Check the dew moisture content. Maybe just wanted to get on TV. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's that sort of guy. Is it surprising that you don't see more cocks on the field? I think it is. I think it is. I think it is. Because generally speaking, they're, they're getting around in the in the, in the dickies these yeah. days. In the budgie smuggling. Is that the first dick you've seen on the field? Or we don't even know what we saw. It was ball or dick or both. Well, it's the first one I've seen in a while. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the last one I saw. You no. don't see him. You don't see him that often. You no. see him rare as hen's teeth. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Look, the on-field like, dick. Yeah, they are rare. They are rare. You don't see a whole lot of them, Tom. No. You really don't. But I think to your point, it's surprising we don't see more of them, given that budgie smugglers. I mean, mine. You know, if I'm going, if I'm in my, in my dickies and I'm, you know, maybe in the I'm surf, maybe I'm around. The, or if I'm in the surf, they come out all the time. I mm. take one on the head and I'm, you know, tumbling underwater. You're wondering. I might have to walk back up to my town nude. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was young once, I had the dickies out and they filled with sand at the front. You know that pocket yeah, at the front? Yeah, took yeah. them off to, to, to give them a rinse and lost them and had to Dude. had to get up the beach <laughs> nude. <laughs> it's just, because like, that's the, that's sort of it, right? When, you're, when you need to de-pant, de-sand your crotch. Well, have they still got those little pockets in the front? I don't know. I'm more of a board sand? shorts guy. Like, well, you know what? I like dickies and boardies. Yep. I like to either have the... The, the budgie smugglers underneath the boardies, or sometimes just boardies. But oh, if you if, if I'm by budgie, my, if I'm if you know if I'm on a remote beach or something and I'm by my like you know there's not a whole lot of people around. Yeah. I prefer to be in the dicky. I just know how I look. I like dry. Yeah, I know, I know. I better take aesthetic out and just go. What's practical? The dicky reigns supreme. It dries quicker. Yes, it's easier to 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 get a nice tan going. Well, oh, certainly for the tan. You know what I mean. Dickies are good for the tan, but I just. But I, I like... tell you, but you're a rashy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a rashy and like you know maybe some skins shorts. Yeah, under underneath. deep shade, under yeah. a deep umbrella. Yeah, 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 yeah. like I Zuckerberg. Did you see that photo of Zuckerberg sunscreen today? No, he looked like a fuck. He's a magoo. Fucking dude. He head of is, IT for the magoo. Yeah, he's 13. definitely head of IT. No data, head of data. Yeah, head of data analytics for the Magoo Thirteen. He <laughs> he looked like I saw it described like he's one of those kids with an overprotective mum who's put sunscreen on his face. <laughs> she probably did. He's writing it. Oh my God. dude! It looks like a robot's had his face taken off. Oh my! He is frightening. He is frightening. I think it's a couple. Hold on. How did it? Oh, hey. First time on the computer, bro. Who's this bloke? Well, dude, it's Zuckerberg. He's rich as shit. He's probably got some guy following him around. That's like a motorized surfboard. Security. Holy shit. He looks like the biggest freak. Sorry, but you do. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. You are big He's... bucket ass on him. Yeah, he does have a bucket Jesus ass. Jesus Christ. He's all ass. <laughs> He's all ass. Jesus. Look at that thing. That thing's serious. Oh, my God. Punters and jubblers, check out his bucket ass. I wonder if he's quick. I wonder if that's like a, you know. That's thoroughbred stuff. Look at that. Good Lord. Very nice. Sorry, nice I'm standing for a second. Where were we? I've lost track. I have no idea where we are. This has been a long-ranging rugby league diatribe, Eddie. I where, did, where, where Billy Burns' dick. Oh, that's right. You don't see a whole lot of it, and I find it surprising. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given that they tend to fall out all the time. You would think you would see more, right? Anyway, look, I mean, shout out to Billy Burns. I think he uh, put up a photo on Instagram or something. He goes, like, here's a, real, here's, uh, here's a bit more of my sausage, and it was a photo up like this, and his sausage dog was laying, like, on the bench in front of him. Good from him. Good sense Good of humor. Good from Billy. Steering into the controversy. You got to steer into it, Tom. You got to steer in. Um, one more thing before I think rugby league maybe gets put on ice. Ryan Madison. Uh, actually, I don't even give a fuck about the Ryan Madison thing. I was going to get into it, but I mean, we'll touch on it. I didn't. I know that there was apparently back and forth, Ryan Madison, but I don't know what Ryan Madison. Apparently, said. when Ryan left the Tigers, his parting words were like, "You'll never win the comp." 
you'll never fucking win. Who did he say that to? I don't know, but he's you know he's won a comp at the Roosters, so he can say that because he's already won one, I guess. Yeah. But then Parramatta then came out and were like, Ryan denies ever saying it. And then the Tigers were like, well, we haven't even thought about Ryan ever. It's like, oh, the Tigers are just, don't even comment. Like, don't even comment. They're like, we haven't even thought about Ryan since he left. It's They've like, got a real X problem. They do. They like do. a real X problem that needs to be ironed out. They quickly. struggle really hard with X partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, coaches, back rowers. Do you, they, do they you reckon that's because it. they've lost their identity? Because they're a dirty merger club? Yeah, I mean, there's something to it, Eddie. Like, is there a historical trauma there that's sort of feeding that this, they need to, this they need inability to, to get over their exes? They need to probably go to therapy as a club. Yeah, as, as a collective. Yeah. And and pull down that, that fucking leagues club. I know we say it all the time. Blow it, it up. I was driving past it the other day, and I'm just I'm appalled that it's still there. They should turn. That should be the new block. You know, like the blocks always got some yes. new fucking thing. Why don't they get Scotty Cam down there with a bunch get of the, bloody desperate couples, mate? Get them to knock up a leagues club. If anyone could do it, it's Scotty and the yeah. boys and the desperados. The desperados, not a problem. But fix yourself. I mean, yeah. sort yourself out. Because if I have to hear about another ex, and, and, about another and ex. how you can't get over, I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Um, but I think Eddie, in terms of rugby league. Who's Manly playing this weekend? Oh, um, let's do a quick checkies out, actually. That's what we're doing. We haven't done one we for We haven't a while. done checkies for fucking ages. Dave, what? can you get the games up? Yep, got them. I blame the last two weeks on Dave's absence, but, you know, whether that's fair or not. Two weeks before that, can't blame that on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we go starts finish? Yep. Yep, Eels, Tigers. Eels. Cal- Tigers. Do you want to go Eels, Tigers? What do you reckon? Eels, Tigers. Uh, you think Eels are going a losing run? Uh, Tigers. Tigers. Uh, Cowboys, Manly. Manly. Special. Storm. Special. Storm Broncos. Storm. Storm. Fucking oh. hell. <laughs> Storm Broncos. That is so tough. Holy shit. Storm, 13 plus. Warriors, Roosters. 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 Sharks, Dragons. Sharks. Sharks. Uh, Raiders, Souths. Raiders. Souths are yeah. weak. Yeah, Raiders. Knights, Bulldogs. Knights. Titans, Panthers. 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 All right, that's pretty good. There's some value in there. Not a shitload. But... Not a shitload, but there's. I think there's enough. So just go through them, Dave. Who do we pick? So uh, Tigers against the Eels. Manly against Cowboys. Storm against Broncos. Roosters against Warriors. Uh, Sharks against Dragons. Raiders against Bunnies. Knights against Dogs. And Panthers against Titans. There's some tough ones to pick in there. So, you know, it's not necessarily a value bet week. No, it's not. But I think that if you want to make money that you roll into future bets, then this is the time to make this it. This is the time. To build the kitty. Yeah. This is a build the kitty week, Tom. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to take these winnings and go and buy yourself a golf stream. Unless not you, this week. Unless you load up. But, not this week. You know, you would have if you'd back Manly against Parra. You'd be golf streaming. Which I did. Punish Dribbles, the podcast this week, obviously brought to you by baggycaps.com.au. Friends of the show, where all great baggy caps are made, Eddie. The greatest baggy caps in all the land, Tom, are made at baggycaps.com.au. They're tremendous. We've got we've got ours, and we love them. Well, ours have been... We've had ours for a couple of years now, I think, in as good a condition as ever. They, they don't deteriorate like the Australian... Baggy no, greens. No, mine's in mint condition. Yeah. It is tremendous quality. Now, Unrivaled. Uh, if you go to the website, you check it out. You can get them for your cricket clubs, friendship groups, whatever you want. But you can also, the, the website is very versatile. So you can have different colors. You can have writing on it. 
I was quite surprised when we very when we went there for the very first time, just about how uh, malleable the Baggy Cups team are in terms of what hats you can get, what they can offer you, different things here, logos, this, that, and the rest. So they're actually very good. Patchwork, colours, tremendous. Uh, so baggycaps.com.au. All right, punters, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Banksia Project. Banksia Project is all about blokes helping other blokes, mates supporting mates. Their growth rooms are free programs for anyone to jump on and learn about their own health and well-being. Have a safe chat about anything and support others. Look, uh, times get tough for everyone. You and I both know that. We've got friends, family, acquaintances. Everyone's got someone who goes through tough times. And it's important to have the skills to deal with the challenges and to stay healthy. Go beyond awareness and learn practical skills to stay happy with a group of mates supporting you. Absolutely right, Tom. So give them a follow, punters and dribblers, at the Banksia Project on social media or check out their website, www.thebanksiaproject.org.au. Their info might be useful for you or one of your mates. Check them out. Punish dribblers, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, we got a call from the Cardiff Manchild, one of the dribblers, and he was talking about, you know, the life of a man-child where as you're a young kid and you're huge, way bigger than your contemporaries, you just dominate on the field. You tear it up. You tear it up. Kids are scared of you. Mm. And also I think like you almost probably take like tries for granted, right? Like over the course of your sporting career, Eddie, and mine as well, I didn't score a shitload of tries. Mm. I scored tries. You got the feeling. Yeah. But a man-child probably wasn't weird for a man-child to clock up six tries a game. Well, six, seven a game is sort of – if that's – that's minimum, Yeah, right? that's it. If you don't come home without eight, nine, ten ba- tries in the bag, then you don't get Maccas for lunch. Exactly. That's the sort. That's the level we're talking about. For a man-child. So we were very interested, though, in the Cardiff man-child and his sort of... his. It was almost like a sad poem to himself and to mm. everyone else about, like, the life... You know, like, it's almost like you're a child star when you're a man-child and then, you know, when you get older, you're uglier, you're no, no longer athletic. Mm. You almost stop growing at 12, so you actually become a small person. Yes. And we were just looking to... If there are any man-children out there who have footage of them dominating, yeah, we'd just like you to get in touch. We'll explain more in the DMs. But reach out, you know? Reach if out. you were the kid that got nine tries a game and then, you, then you're getting five and then three and Slowly then one and out. then you're not getting picked and then all of a sudden you're shorter than everyone else... That's the sort of That's we're narrative looking we're looking for. But we need to have footage of you dominating. There has to be footage. There has to be some footage Cam of you quarter stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum on the sideline. VHS converted to DVD. Now it's online. That's what we That's need. what we're looking for. Anything would be appreciated. Get in touch. DMs on Facebook, Instagram. Or you can email us directly at info at hellosport.com.au. That's it. Reach out, man children. Or women children. Man, children. Yeah, I know. Oh, but I'm yeah. just, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. 2020, bro. Yeah, wow. sure. Although I think if you're a, a young woman and you were that large, you were the size of a man. Yeah. I mean, you get it. You get it. Don't make us be. Don't make us. Don't get rid of man child. You know what no, I mean? No, don't. Let's not... Keep your hands off man child. <laughs> For God's sake, if you take that, there'll be nothing left. <laughs> uh, just quickly, Eddie, because no one uh, is really caring at the moment, but AFL, they're, they've taken. They've taken our advice on board and shortening the season, but they haven't entirely. But what's the what is it, Dave? Is it Dave or no? Or do you know? Well, because the because the rounds the quarters are now thirty seconds. Yes, they've now shortened the season where they're condensing it. So now they're playing nine rounds in six weeks. 
Right. Okay. In six weeks, so there so would there be like a couple of games a week for each team. Yes. But they're thirty second. So well, they're uh, what are they? They're two minute games. Two minute games. Minute twenty games. Yeah. No, two. No, it's four quarters. Thirty second quarters. Yeah. So sixty seconds. So two minute games. <laughs> Isn't that minute? Yeah. Right. Minute twenty. No, one hundred twenty <laughs> seconds. Sorry, I'm thinking seconds. <laughs> Basic arithmetic's never been your strong suit. Uh, drop maths very early. Very early. I was thinking in seconds, though, so technically I would be correct in what I was saying if you see where I was going with it. But you said a minute 20. But I said a minute 20, so obviously words escaped me also. Now, that's AFL, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, when we came in here tonight, Tom, there was. I think who brought it up? Maybe it was D or Dave brought it up. Super Rugby, it's going to go. It's going through a facelift next week, next year. Yeah, I I was trying to work it out because again, unfortunately, I'm not really doing a lot of rugby research because it's just sort of it's just happening in the background, right? Like it's yeah. something you know. Is and happening. look, and you know, and I think that's fair for us to say because Super Rugby is not really happening this year. It's basically just five teams have added the force back in, and they're doing this like you play for two weeks and you have a week off. Yeah. Play for two weeks, have a week off, right? So it's not really that exciting. No. But what we always said is that Super Rugby will fall apart. There's no future for it. Like, South Africa is going to go to Europe because it makes a fuckload of sense, both travel time and viewership numbers, because they're in the same time zone as Europe, right? More eyeballs on screens, as it were, Tom. They can't get. They can't drag an, another dollar out of broadcast market in Australia, which they hope for. Bro, apparently it's at ten million bucks. Is the broadcast rights deal? So I think when they extended Super Rugby, the hope was because South uh, Super Rugby is propped up financially by South Africa, right? Right. But I think the hope between New Zealand and South Africa was let's give one more crack at trying to tap into that Australian lucrative market. They looked at the fact that there's $2 billion rights deals, both of them close to $2 billion each in two sports going, there's so much money in Australia, let's try to get some of it. They haven't. They've lost they it. They haven't actually. They've lost it's actually it. yeah, gone south. That's, that's unfortunate. And... Australia has always, during these times, been going up to New Zealand, little brother going, big brother in rugby terms, but little brother yeah. in the scheme well, of the like world. It's like when your little brother gets stronger than you or is like, better, is like maybe faster at running. Yeah, well, when he like, gets better than you at sport. Yes, yeah. that's exactly And he can beat is. you up. He can beat you up. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what the situation is. Yeah. We always go to little brother slash big brother and go, any chance of doing like a little trans-Tasman thing? Hey, and they're like, uh, no. Or they're not even saying, I don't even think it was initially no. It was like, no, no, sure, was... maybe, but we're calling the fucking No, 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 shots. no, no. Apparently it was always no. Oh, I thought they were like, it was, I thought Australia was coming in again, like a big brother does and just going, even if I'm not anywhere near as good as you and I'm bringing far less to the table, we want to come in here and basically you do what we tell you and we're going to swing our dicks around New Zealand's like, ah, uh, listen, bruh, our whole country has been watching our five provincial sides put on some of the most fantastic rugby we've ever seen. Australia hasn't fucking beaten a New Zealand team really, or they've beaten them like four times in Super Rugby in the last five years. Mm. We'll be calling the shots. But apparently they went over there and like sort of they was workshopping done, um, you know, quantitative and qualitative t- uh, research, Tom. Right, yes. And quant they, modeling. They were, quant modeling stuff. And they would ask people from, from New Zealand, Aotearoa, going, what would you, what would your opinion be on maybe a trans-Tasman super rugby series? And they were like, what? 
Like no one over there was even considering it. They're like, that's such a strange idea. Why would we do that? Yeah, right. They're like not into it at all. I wonder... Because if- the rhetoric around Australia in New Zealand is that like, we're not even in the picture. We think that we are because the blood yeah, is slow, they but don't they don't care about, about the blood is slow. They don't care about They us. care about playing South Africa. They don't, we're like a side because hustle. Because the Bledisloe doesn't matter for them. They don't care they about the, the Bledisloe. They don't give a fuck. Um, the contest in world rugby is South Africa versus New Zealand. That's the one they care about. Really? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I don't yes. like to hear that, yeah. Eddie. I'm partially like Australian, <laughs> even though I don't follow the, the rugby. I'm like one of those Australians who still thinks that like we're still the biggest carrot in world rugby <laughs> to play against. <laughs> we right? think we're the carrot. We think we're the carrot. We're like, not. No, dude. No, this is a game that like I'll miss if I'm watching. Like New Zealand is like, oh no, fuck it, I'll go out tonight. Yeah, yeah. We're only playing the Wallabies. Yeah, I'll go out for dinner, no problem. Uruguay to them, or something. Yeah, we are almost, which is embarrassing. Which sort of speaks to the fact that they're going, nah, brah, you're not coming to our Super Rugby. Why wouldn't they do something like this, where you go similar to just how rugby league is, right? Where it's like the Waratahs can sign fucking as many Kiwi players they want, and all this sort of stuff. So you're making it teams mixed full of good players rather than Australia just having to draw on this talent pool of, you know, there are great Australian rugby union players. There's not enough great Australian rugby union players. Why can't we make it a free market? Because because they're like, we'll just keep them all here. And there's narrative and there's yarn. They know who the sides are. Like the New Zealanders don't care for the Reds or the Brumbies or the War- You know what I mean? Yes. There's no, there's no narrative but or I yarn around But I can still go that. for Manly. Even if, you know, we sign Angus Crichton, Angus, please. But I'm just saying there's not, there's more brand equity in their own sides than there is in Australian sides. You're not adding anything. Yes. There's not, there's no money in the Australian market. But maybe, maybe you, maybe what you There's no upside. Well, no, the upside would be as if. The upside for us. No, but if you create an an Australian New Zealand competition that becomes lucrative, right? Because if Australians get into it, because we've got some teams that are good, Mm. because they've got a few New Zealand throbbers in there, then the competition gets bigger. The equity for the, for the, the Kiwi sides is like, oh, well now we're worth a bit more because this competition's worth a bit more. So fucking don't make it so. If you leave New Zealand, you won't be picked for the All Blacks. If you leave Australia, you won't be picked for the Wallabies. It's like, for the betterment of the sport, you guys should stop being so fucking backwards in what you're doing here and just allow free flow of throbbers, which is basically going to be, it's going to be just a lot more New Zealanders playing rugby because they'll all be over here. What I think will happen in the fullness of time is I think the rugby will go very much the way that like football is and that all the cream of the crop goes to Europe and you'll be eligible for the Wallabies. Like they'll just change the eligibility rules and go. Yeah. Even if you haven't played a fucking cap, yeah, and you haven't played any domestic football, like mm-hmm. you didn't play the Wall- Waratahs, you just went straight to Europe on big yeah, yeah, billionaire yeah. cash and you swung your dick around. But you were born in Western Sydney, even if your last name's like you know, it, it doesn't matter. You can play for the Wallabies. Yeah. That's what I think will happen. Yeah, they need to go back to the grassroots, get promotion relegation around shoot shield teams, and play that way. Yeah. Oh, you've got an English accent, but your last name's Smith, and you live. Your, your granddad was born in Western Sydney. Sweet. We're now the tight head prop for the Wallabies. Congratulations. You know what I mean? Yeah. I reckon the best players will go to Europe. Maybe. Good on them if they do, but I'm just... Uh, Dave, did we have any inf- more information to get Oh, yeah, back to... Gonna... Yeah, yeah, Well, so the background is that the New Zealand Rugby Board came out and said the plans they're looking at for next year is an 8-10 to team comp with as few as two Aussie teams. And then there was one journo from the New Zealand Herald who came out and said bit of a long quote he goes there are dreamers on both sides of the tasman in new zealand they're of the creative imaginative kind working small miracles on the field their footwork timing and bravery 
in Australia, they're of the delusional kind, sitting in boardrooms and losing whatever tenuous grip they once held on reality. They're dreaming if they think they can have two teams that can play at this level. Given that Australian sides have won just once in 45 games on New Zealand soil between 2015 and 2018. Jesus. Wow. It's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to argue with that fine young gentleman mm. who is also of Kiwi heritage, similar to you and I, Eddie. You yeah. Know? It was articulate. It was articulate as, as Kiwis, as we Kiwis are. Um, so, yeah, Australia wanted two teams. But I think maybe, I thought I th- was under the impression they even wanted more. Well, yeah, it was as few as two teams yeah. up to like four or five so with like, one Pacific Island team, which would be New Zealand, based out of New Zealand. That would be dope, though. I'd like a Pacific Island team. But again, I don't think that it should be, it becomes too like, then it's sort of like internationally focused. New Zealand teams versus Pacific Island teams, New Zealand would get absolutely ravaged of their fucking decent players if it was all just Pacific Islanders, wouldn't it? Like they've also got players that are like Samoan and fucking... But anyway, whatever. I think the idea behind the Pacific Islands team would be to grow... The Pacific Island game. Yeah. Right. Get it. Love it. But I still think you're better off having the free, interchangeable players go wherever you want. Oh, yeah. Do you, New Zealand player who I can't fucking remember the, your name of... That makes you sense. Come it does. It make, that makes sense on paper. But I don't... New Zealand don't want that is the point. I Maybe think. they don't, but... That seems like a smarter way to build a competition in my mind. Now, Eddie, I'm obviously, you know, I'm no Phil Kearns here. Make no mistake, I would love a trans-Tasman comp. I know I haven't won any World Cups, Eddie, so my opinion doesn't matter in rugby. Well, it doesn't. Look, you didn't, you weren't winning back in 91 and no. you didn't win in 99, no. so therefore your opinion is fucking void. Garbage. It's garbage. You know what you're on about, yeah. mate. If you didn't win that 91-99 cup, and you can forget then you, about you it. You don't have any rights to sit in Mr. Wong's and do cocaine with Macquarie Bank billionaires. That's <laughs> spin old yarns. Spin old yarns. Because if you haven't done that, you're out. No. And I'm also not accusing Phil Kearns of doing that. That was just more formal rugby. No, it's just... Uh, Speaking st- of generalities. No, stereotyping. Stereotyping. We're stereotyping, which we know... Uh, is just building back. But not Phil Kearns. No. No one I've mentioned... But look, mate, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. If they can somehow gouge out a, a cross-Tasman comp, fantastic. Good on you. But if they can't, start looking at a promotion relegation system on the eastern seaboard, if you have to, with club sides and yeah. build it up that way because people care about the club sides. Yeah. People love it. Yeah, we've been there. We've, been, we've done that. We've been over this. Obviously, we have solved rugby's problems Many podcasts ago, it's just about whether people start to listen. Exactly right, and it sounds like. But the, what the what the difference is now, Tom, is that we've solved them, but now things are happening towards that effect. Yes. Rugby, rugby. It's it's so crazy, Tom, watching it happen. Yeah, in front of your eyes. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's one of those things where it's like it is snowballing and no one can stop it. No, it, everyone's Even like everyone's just looking players. at each other, going, "Holy shit, what do we do?" And then and then you know, I've won two World Cups, I can fix I it. I can fucking do it. Yeah, but that doesn't actually count for anything. And you're like watching. It's almost like watching a. Uh, you know when you see in like those Asian countries in like monsoon weathers and then like you see a house slowly like breaking away from the riverbank and then floating downstream yes. before disappearing. Yeah, yeah, and it gets water. quicker and quicker, quicker and quicker. And quicker and you're like, yeah. oh shit, that house is falling. Fuck. I hope there's no one in there. 
Oh shit, it's now falling into the river. Oh my god, there's like a full house in the river. It's gone. It's under the river. It's oh, there's gone. people on the roof. Oh, oh, shit. oh shit. Oh shit, it's gone. Oh, okay, so that's the end of rugby then. That was hectic. That was huge. That was wild. Mm, that was fucking insane. Let's go to the pub. Is it time for dribbles? Is that where we're at? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Ruthless. G'day, fellas. Um, G'day also to the punters. And the dribblers. This is a straight up Um, Qualifications. Uh, GPS chess for the Scots College. And yeah, I've hit a couple of half centuries for the third third eleven. Um, Yeah, boys. um, I want to talk to you. We have a yarn going in my group about the um, marbling index. And yes, we're talking about the marble index of a penis. Um, what do you reckon is a stock standard marbling for most blokes in the NRL? Well, let me know. And you know what? A couple of beers soon. And yeah, you know, go to the West Tigers. Goodbye, mate. Cheers. Thanks. No, no, no. thanks. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> marbling index? So, so do you understand? As in like marbling, marbling. for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I actually don't understand what meat marbling, how, what that means. Well, I think it's the more... It's like a quality of the, the meat. more fat in the meat, right? Like marble is is fat, I believe. That would make sense. Do you or Dave? Yeah. But yeah. what's the what's the what's the marble metric? There must be like a. Well, I don't know if there's a like equation that allows you to work it out, but there must this... be. It must be a grade. There must be a grade of marbling. Yeah, because I know a dude uh, who was like in, what's the, in marble the marbling grade? game? Yeah, there must be. Melbourne. There must be like you know it's. There must be a scale. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Dave, this is all on you right now. Yeah, we're here. Meat grading, according to the Australian Wagyu Association. Mm. Yeah, it could be onto something here. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, so, marbling is the intramuscular fat flecked through the beef, which mm. gives the eating quality greater tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. Okay. Um, the marbling score is a component of the grading system and refers to the visible fat uh, found <laughs> between the muscle fiber bundles. And is abs- is assessed within the ribeye muscle. It is basically a range from zero to nine. Okay. And there's some there's some photos here of what's a zero to nine. Okay, that's a zero. Wait, where's the zero? At the top. Oh, okay. And that's the nine down the bottom. But the nine's in three different pictures. Well, I don't... Oh, all the way to the left looks not looks marbled. That looks really marbled. Oh, that looks really marbled. That looks nice. Now, is that like the cross-section yeah, so of an NRL player's penis that we're sort of looking yeah, at? Yeah, that is. That's It's sort of... I, the way I see it is that like it's... Sectioned. It's, it's You just cut it straight across. Are you cutting it long ways? No, like across. So you chop the knob off almost and then look... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, so yeah. you're like so, like yeah. you're cutting, yeah, like yeah, cutting yeah. it into cylinders, like yeah, little yeah, circles. That's right. Slicing yes. cucumber. Correct. Yeah. There you go, Dave. Exactly. Hey, it's like exactly right. Um, so listen, I don't know how to answer that question though specifically because we just had to teach ourselves about marbling in general. What's the average? Thing. It's hard to know. I don't. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't dissected enough. No, I tell you, who's got probably highly marbled? The sheriff. No, no, he's all marble. He's all marble. <laughs> he's all marble. <laughs> he's all marble. <laughs> Outside of the sheriff, I'm not sure though. Like, he's the constant. Well, he's, a, well, he's I mean, the the penis by which all uh, are measured. I think literally. I think, and I think I think about I think about it like this. I think about it like this. If the sheriff is 100 percent marble, then everyone else is not. Is not marble. Yeah, that's the marble scale. <laughs> that's the marble scale. Only one marble in town. <laughs> King of the marbles. King of the marbles. <laughs> Let's move on. But you know, interesting. Tom, Eddie, Very interesting. Pun and 
firstly, uh, it's, it's Max here. Uh, first time caller. Just want to give you a quick shout out. Walk through my weekend. Um, doing a bit of painting with the missus, and uh, she mentioned the paint fumes, and uh, my brain straight away went to Guava Lover, Ghost, of course, Big Tasty, and the boys. I think I've had way too much hollow spot in my life, but um, I'm calling about nicknames. Um, I know that a lot of pun dribblers have been calling in recently and giving themselves monikers. Yes. Where have. I'm from, nicknames should be earned. Mm. Talk about King Dribbler, Jolly Shot Kid. These are monikers that are bestowed upon them Sleep for their great acts, yeah. or sometimes they're really shit acts as well. But I just wanted to get your thoughts if too many punters and dribblers are giving themselves nicknames. Cheers. Be soon. Great question, Max. There, Max didn't want to... Look, I know, I know what you, I know what you're saying, Max. Yeah. I think that you can, you can call in with a moniker, but it's got to be. It's not going to look. I tell you what, the ones that have stuck are not the ones that have called in with their own nickname, except for maybe Neil Southern Overcastrian and the Bankstown Dribbler and the Bankstown. Well, yeah, so Bankstown, but only because of war erupted. Bankstown Dribbler it was also only yeah that was war based, I think. Whereas like Neil Southern Overcastrian, he shoved that down everyone's throats to the point where it's like, yeah, he is the he's Neil Southern. He also didn't put Dribbler in it. He was like, he, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's true, right. He wasn't like... He was a bit more creative yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Southern Overcastrian. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got his, his points... He also, quality dribble also probably allows your nickname to stick around. Neil So's obviously... Well, you know, dot point dribbler, stuff like that. Yes, you well, know? That, but we came up with dot that's point what, dribbler. But I'm saying they're yeah. all bestowed based uh, on... You. Quality dribble. Quality dribble. And by quality, quality doesn't have to mean good. It just means something that we can go with well quality dribble yes that is quality yes if we can go with it yes so i, I take his point yeah. yeah but i mean I'll, I'll say this if people call in with a moniker and the shit and it's a shit dribble like you're not going to be remembered well, they're not remembered they're forgotten very quickly you're forgotten so yeah they can you may not like that they do it i well, don't I think i don't really care but no, they, they're not going to be remembered no i don't mind it i think it's but it's also your best shot at stardom yeah you got to try right oh yeah Whereas, like, Maxie's just probably Maxie now. But ju- know this. Know this. If you call in with a good dribble, then we, we'll probably name you for you. Yeah, do you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to tell us your name. We'll no. name you. No. But I do like, like, Cum Dog. He gave his own nickname. Yeah, but he, but he knew it was strong he, coming in. He did, yeah. He knew what he had was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thank you, Max. Shout out to Cum Dog. Shout out to Cum Dog. Now, this is King Dribble has emailed through. Oh, he's back. He's back. I wonder if he's come back to claim the throne. He's been gone for a while. Well, he's I'd, been gone for... Pre, since before sleep. He, he came out and, you know, he reclaimed the crown and then... Because was, Big Tasty had a shot. Yeah. Then he came back to try and win it back, which I was happy we, with. We, we gave it to but him. But since then... Well, Sleep Dribbler... Fucking, well, since then, Sleep Dribbler's gone to another level. Yeah. He's gone biblical. Yeah, Sleep Dribbler is without question. And we haven't heard from... KD. KD has hadn't made no attempt to sort of to claim. So the I'm interested to and see. Big what... Ta- yeah, Big Tasty came back. The return of Big Tasty. That's right. I forgot about that. Remember the return of Big Tasty? He came back. KD. Ripped all over KD and then KD never came back. Never came back to him. Yeah. That's right. Because there were the dribbler wars. There were the dribbler wars. Which have sort of gone quiet because the you know the it's, king it's plays, over. Yeah, it's over. It ha- you know. But look, I mean, we also haven't given him a chance. Is this his comeback? Because now everything that happens in here is almost going to be prefaced with us basically trying to evaluate whether KD's come back or not. Tom, Eddie, P's and D's, it's KD here. 
been a couple of weeks since my last dribble. Um, I actually had a pretty good brushes with lame. I was at a July 4th party a few weeks ago, got yarning and dribbling, and turned out I met the uh, the beat test dribbler's best mate, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny. Just spoke all things HSP. Um, His best and, mate. Uh, that's where the action <laughs> There <was> is <laughs> no greater, like there's no le- more legitimate brushes with lame than the beat test dribbler's <laughs> best good mate. <laughs> That is the lamest oh, brushes with lame ever. That is so that is, good. <laughs> that is such a niche. Hello, sport. <laughs> brushes with lame. The beep test dribbler's best mate. Oh, I thought he was going to say the beep test dribbler. Yeah, exactly. But no, that's it's actually way lamer. <laughs> uh, we carry on. Refused to believe my identity, so that's where the old Insty buyer came in handy. But uh, shout out to you, bro. I believe your name is Chris. Uh, but yeah, boys, little dribble today. I um, you know, I got notified about that 2000 uh, test match between Australia and New Zealand world record. I was actually at that game and you know down 24 points. Unfortunately, lost in the end, lost in the end. You know, Jonah Loma went in the corner, but just got me wondering about how elite that time of rugby was. You know, I'm a union dribbler through and through, and you know we were so blessed to grow up with that. You know, the 2001 British and Irish Lions series win. You know, 2003 World Cup, obviously losing the final to the bloody Poms, but still pretty elite throbber stuff. And got me wondering, um, you know, what were your experiences with rugby league growing up around that time? Did you guys have any amazing games or experiences that you'd like to share the P's and D's? I, I can't really remember too much around that time, so I'd love to get your thoughts. Uh, big tasty, hope that iron mask fits, brah. <laughs> and you're not too cold in that old dungeon. Uh, sleet dribbler. Uh, Jesus, mate. I uh, got very strong uh, Hannibal Lecter vibes. Uh, maybe we can get the boys to make us some HSB straight jackets. Wouldn't want you to go and hurt yourself and or others. But, uh, yeah, beer soon, boys. Uh, we'll VB soon. Uh, fuck me, I miss VB. All right, cheers, boys. KD. Now, was that a subtle dig at rugby league? The the what were your memories from back then? You know what I mean? Well, it was hard to tell there with KD. It's hard to know whether he's having a shot or whether he's now, whether that was almost like a hat in hand, like I'm no longer ruling the roost anymore and yeah. now I'm just coming with real questions. Yeah. Well, back to what he used to do. Yeah. He used to, he used to just ask a lot he of questions. Ask, he used to ask questions For the old school. He was the original dribbler. Yeah, yeah, he was the original. He used to call in with questions like that every week. Yeah. That's sort of how we got his mantle. That's how we built yeah. his identity. And then the dribbler was started and he's like, this isn't how I got into the yeah. game. No, no, no. He's you know, gone old school. Well, like, the, you know, it's he is the old school, right? It's kind of like the new generation passing him by. It's a baton handing almost. Yes. It's not that he's lost he's handing on the baton for the next dribbler to take it which is sleep dribbler and sort of further the cause of the dribbler. well that's right and then the sleep dribbler god knows where he's gonna god, take it. i mean who the fuck knows but he's got the baton at the moment he's certainly got the baton but, but kd's gone old school i respect it i respect it um mate obviously like yeah i mean you could go on for days and days about how good rugby union was back then it's sort of you know it's sort of secret how sick it was no yeah i mean but he wants us to know like what was good about rugby league i mean I, mate, I was a big union guy back then. Yeah. So Massive. Like, I, that I mean, was I me. Both, but... but I was mostly union back then. Early yeah. 2000s. Like, what, what? I was in year five, year six. I remember, I remember fucking, um, you, we'd go, you'd do the curtain raises and shit before Wallabies games yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of like in, involvement at that level. It was mad. Yeah. It was sick. But, I mean, 2001, rugby league, fuck, bro. 
It's, it's, it's yeah. What do you like? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, I mean, sure. Like there are probably some good kangaroos to us or something. I don't know. Yeah, like what should we get up old scores from kangaroos yeah, games? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Like the Roosters won, I think at some point. The Broncos won. Like Knight, New South Knight. Wales used to win, yeah. yeah. Knights won, I think, in 2001, maybe. Yeah, they did. Joey got his second. Got his I mean, second. that was all right. Was cool. Oh, like, you respect Joey, I respect yeah. Joey, yeah. He's a, he's a goat. He's um, a sick. He's a sick, hunt. Yeah. 99, the Storm won. I was at that grand final. Yeah. I mean, Manly won't do it much until, you know. Man, it, man, that was dancing around Northern Eagles days. So yeah. I was a little bit disenfranchised. Nah, so we really don't really talk about those nah, times, really. No, they're sort of times that aren't really spoken on. No, nah, they're really dope. It's like picked a worse era, really. Yeah. Weird question. Yeah, strange question. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can... Bit too much time in lockdown in New York. I think he's fucking lost the plot. <laughs> oh. um, cheers, thanks, bro. bro. Cheers, bro. <laughs> Where are we? Fuck me. Good morning, Tom and Eddie. I've got dribblers. Shy dribbler here, just letting you know that talking about Sainz, one of the great nicknames, former Sharky, second rower, captain, Queensland player, Dan Sainz, nickname, Pearson. Um, that didn't really... I didn't, I couldn't hear him. No, so we'll probably just cut that one out. Didn't hear a word he said. Didn't hear a word he said. Now... Let's hope I don't forget to cut it out, and then you'll hear that I cut G'day, it out. G'day, Tom and Eddie, punters and dribblers, members of the 11, the uh, full quick kid here. I'm just on my way to work this morning. Did not sleep a wink last night, which might have something to do with just the relentless lime green erection I've been suffering with <laughs> ever since watching the Canberra Raiders put those fucking dogs, the roosters, to the sword last night. Fuck me, dead. Bit of starch in that green jumper, eh, boys? Hey, Woo! Put a line through the Raiders, they said. <laughs> Papali, for my eight. Papali, for my eight. Papali, for my eight. Well, I mean... <laughs> Fair call. Fair play. Look, it's all above board, Tom. Mate, I mean, we put a line through the milk last week, so... No, that was a kick up the arse. Yeah, That's it what it was. Now, this was sent to us by uh, sort of the head muser of the podcast, Marcus Finichario. Is he back? He's back. Now, he sent us a message last night and he said that uh, for those of you who uh, ha- are tasteless enough to indulge in the professor, um, he also he sent us one. Basically, what Finichario seems to have done here is written a song for Dean Pay. Okay. But... He sent me a message last night, or sent us a message last night, saying, look, these fucking gimps stole my idea, but obviously they haven't stolen his idea because it was released before this podcast, if that makes sense. Right. So but he got in before. He got in way before. Yeah. So they, you know what, I wouldn't have put it, they may have hacked his emails. They probably hacked ours. They probably hacked ours. Uh, but this was, this is a, a song for Dean Pay, I believe. <laughs> Oh my God. 
I sacked my coach today It's not Kearney, it's Dean That's too much, Tom. I don't think that's too much. That's uh, that reeks of a logie. Yeah. That reeks Best of a logie. Best original score. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Music related categories at the logies. At the logies. Uh, thanks, Finney. I like the. I love you sending in songs. Well, before we know it, we're going to be able to release our first album and like Finichario's first album. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a collaboration. It's a collaboration. Here. Yeah. We debut the songs and then obviously we own them now officially. <laughs> we own them, but yeah. he you'll be them. you'll be on the on the jacket of the of the album so Yeah, to speak. in the sleeve. You'll yeah, be in yeah, the yeah. sleeve. Songs written songs by and songs, sung songs by, of the dribbler. <laughs> songs of the dribbler. We'll probably chuck in uh the Beadman carols All as of well. them. Dude, I think that's more what it is. It's probably not going to be a Finichario-only album, but we are probably getting close to being able to release an album. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've got COVID-19 song. Yep. We've got Finichario here. Mm. Some Peter Volandi's song. Yep. Four-ish Beadman carols. Maybe five. Maybe five. And they were all good. They were all red hot. And then, who knows, a couple more. This might be a Christmas album. I feel like album. we're forgetting one as well. Well, Finichario may have done two or three. Yeah, he may have done two or three. Like he's obviously going to be a big part of the album. Yeah, of course. But I mean, it's but it's but it's songs of the dribbler. Songs of the dribbler, a Hello Sport Christmas album. So we're going to release this probably at Christmas now. Definitely. If we so we get some time to you know get all of our ducks in a row. Because well, we need time, you and I. Yes. The more time, the better. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, let's move on. Hey, I'm calling the fucking chili chilo fucking whatever shot dribbler out straight off the bat. Have to jump on the Bankstown fucking border, whatever the WrestleMania is. Mate, it's not that difficult to organise a park for St. Peter Delandis to get it on the board. Like, I'm friends of a plucksman, um, Uncle John 89, who has a big green on route. So get it sorted out. It took him a couple of days, hung over, mind you. The man went in there and battled. But um, just wanted to let the jelly shot dribbler know that these things don't come fucking easy and the dribbles of the north are backing you boys so 
Right, like, good point. That was a very good point, and very well spoken from the official. I think the official spokesperson of the dribblers in the north. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm yeah. happy to give him that yeah. that mantle for sure. Yeah. Like to his point, the the plaque we received, pretty quick, smart. I can't remember the name of the bloke. Did Uncle John? He mentioned Uncle John eighty nine. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uncle John stepped up at the plate, delivered quickly. Now Jelly Shot Kid did inbox us. He said that he's during like, the mate, week saying happening. good things come to those that wait. Now yeah. I understand that, given that I was cheap. the one that said it yeah, last we week. Did say it he fairness. did quote me, so I've got to go along with it. it to was, a point, son. In fairness to him, it was a great play from him to quote us. Well, he knows it'll work, yeah. but I will also he quote myself. I also quote myself and yeah. saying that I don't wait too long. Who said that? Eddie said that. I said that. No, you yeah, I'll wait. Yourself. You said Eddie Simpson said that. Yeah, I'll wait, but I won't wait too long. No, exactly. So I yeah, think Edward Simpson said that. He did it? last podcast. Yeah, he did. So, look, the dribblers up north are getting cagey. They're getting restless. They're yeah. going through a horrible time with the Broncos, and they're looking for some light in their life. And so, Jelly Shot Kid, you can provide it. Yeah. By screwing that plaque that we've seen onto the side of a building at University of Wollongong. Yeah. Filming the whole thing so that we can put content out to the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. And then you'll get a bag of grain. It's very simple. Very simple, JSK. Uh, let's move on. G'day, boys. It's the uh, it's Gandalf from Crop Creek. I just want a quick <laughs> shout out to the punters and the dribblers. Stop to get the fucking dribblers. We got uh, we got we got Bearman, we've got Brooker, we've got Fridge, we've got the Woodster, we got Gandalf, and we got Woodsy, and we just want a quick shout out to Club Rugby, and we want to say that Wendell Saylor is probably the best fucking footballer that there ever is in this fucking world. Have you met Lottie Zakiri, but quick, yeah, quick question, Lottie Zakiri, Lottie Zakiri, Wendell Saylor, you tell me which one's better. And uh, Mad Dog's pretty good too, but Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog. Mad Dog, 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 Brad Parker is a household name. <laughs> Gandalf from Copper Creek. Love that. Uh, good question. Good question. Lottie or Wendell? Fucking hell, man. Probably Wendell. Probably the Dell. I think it's probably Dell. It has to be. But in rugby, I would say Lottie. But both melded, melded together. together. We're like rugby league. Wendell's almost widely considered the greatest winger of all time. And he did fucking well for the Wallabies. He did fucking well for the Wallabies. For some reason, I just remember Takiri. Oh, look, maybe it was because Takiri played for the Waratahs. That's what maybe I liked him more. But I just feel like... Saw him more, maybe. Oh, mate, you know what? I probably saw him as much. I know Wendell ended up coming to the Tars. But, uh, like, you know what? They were both sick, man. When they played for the Wallabies, they were both fucking awesome. They were two of the best. That was like rugby's golden period. So sick. When the leagues were going over there and dominating. And kicking ass. And, but... Yeah, it was just, it's a different time. Yeah. But I think I think to your point, Wendell, probably because he was so strong in league. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it was certainly. But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting, I know like twice. Well, what what do the numbers say? Yeah. Do, what do the numbers say? Can you just check international rugby tries? I think we'll just go off And that. caps. Caps and great, great call for, for, and just in rugby union. Yeah. Because we know what Dell, we know Dell won league. Yeah. 
like that. Yeah, crowd. no, yeah. Dell's got league sewn up when it comes between the two of them. Uh, Lottie Takiri International. Um, I reckon. I reckon before you go, I'm gonna say like sixty. Not far off. I just need to do some maths quickly. Um, fifty. Fifty international. Um, just get Wendell up. How many tries? Fifty tries. How many caps? Oh, how many caps? Um, uh, fifty tries is a fuckload yeah, of tries. tries. It's a lot. That's what might be the most. About like. 115 caps? No, 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 no. no. Lottie oh no, get... oh no, sorry, oh no, no. It's got, oh uh, no, we did all. It's got all tests and then Bledisloe, IRB, and rugby. No, yeah, just nah, tests. I was no, no. it all. No, nah, uh, 67 matches. There you go. I said 50, 60. Um, 30 tries. 30 tries. See, 30 I was tries. like, when you said when you said 60, I'm like, that's a lot. Of a 50 tries. tries. Yeah, I was like, I was that's like I thought 50 would be the all time. I think Campisi has all time. Dior, but yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, I'm pretty right. sure it does. And Falau, I think second. Well, has got most super rugby tries, and Campo Campo's got most international. Yeah, but I think Falau is like I want to break fucking Campo's international try scoring record. So what? Sixty-seven caps, fifty and thirty-two 30 tries, thirty tries. tries. Right. And then um, Wendell Sailor, uh, thirty-seven caps for Australia, thirteen tries. Okay, yeah. so Lottie's Lottie was better in rugby. But Tough. I think he spent more time in rugby as well. True, he, he definitely did, spent yeah. more time. Dell obviously got into his troubles. Um, so maybe that's question, also though. maybe that's part of what ta- what paints your memory though is that Lottie was around for a lot longer because Dell had to sit out for a couple of years. Yeah, great question though. Good great question. question. Good on you, Gandalf, and the and the Cropper Creek. Shout out to the fridge. Shout out, shout to, out shout to fridge. Shout out to fridge. Who sounds to me like he could murder a schooner. Yeah, that's just that's just the aura I'm getting off the fridge. The Cropper Creek crew. Maybe that's where the nickname comes from. He just holds all the schooners in him. Yeah, yeah. The fridge. Certainly could. And maybe what regurgitates him in your mouth like a mother bird. Yeah, like a yeah, like a <laughs> like a mother bird. Yeah. <laughs> to the boys. To the boys. Giving uh, nectar uh, to the uh, god. Uh, 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 well, uh, they are called the emus. I don't know if that's how emus feed their young. Cropper, Cropper Creek, Creek emus. I love think. that. Love that. Shout out to the boys. Boys, it's Mr. Exotic out here in uh, God's Country, mate, out in Penrith. And I've just finished watching uh, the Silver Tails towel up those cowards that think they own the West. And I'd just like to give you a, a big thank you from a Penrith fan because uh, we're about to uh, leapfrog these dogs into the top of the table, mate, where we belong. Um, so, yeah, mate, I'll be celebrating accordingly tonight. I'll be having... a. Uh, a few glasses of red, followed by a couple of cigars, and then we might get onto the uh, Colombian marching powder in due time. <laughs> hey, just uh, what's the what's the, what's the go, mate? What's the go with? Uh, what is going on? I just love the idea of the rugby league fans celebrating a win by having a couple of reds, cigars, cigars. and then just burying his head into some go game. It's ridiculous. At the foot of the mountain, at the foot, but just the most the most unnecessary way to celebrate just a club win. Oh yeah, oh top of the table, top of the table. Well, it is. Top. It's top of the table. Come on, credit where credits due. Uh, fair call. All right, carry on. The fucking the uh, the lack of happiness with Desi Hasler. Mm. The bloke. I reckon he'd fucking win if if he fucking um, won the lottery again. <laughs> anyway, thanks for this. Cheers, cheers for putting us at the top, mate. Cheers. Yeah, good on you, mate. Look, Des, it's all about getting us under the radar, bro. It's 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 gamesmanship. Yeah, it's gamesmanship. I'm pissed off. Yeah, 
Don't look at us. Don't look at us. Look elsewhere. Yeah, no, yeah, look at me. He's was... too sultry. He's too sultry. Don't waste your time no, with him. You're silly. That's exactly yeah. what he wants. You're silly if you're, you're falling into his trap, bruh. You did. No, you did fall You in. did fall into his trap. Uh, okay, it's 173 seconds, or by my maths, fucking 20 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, g'day, Tom, Eddie, uh, punters and dribblers. Um, it's the Singapore Slinger here. Just want to say off the bat, if it sounds like I'm coming to you just from the bottom of the fucking Grand Canyon with an echo, Back in the toilet. I'm not draped across a Dalton. I'm just calling from a web-based connection. So, you know, fair point. Feedback noted from last time about the audio web-based quality, but I've got limited influence on that. Um, so got a couple of things here. Big shout out to the dot point-based dribblers who have preceded me. Uh, it's a fucking sensational way to keep on track, so I'll try and keep it brief. First one... Uh, not looking to start a Bankstown dribbler-style turf war over Singapore. No one wants more landmark and restaurant shout-outs, but do just want to reach out to the Singapore dribbler who called in a couple of weeks ago and just ask, are you actually in Singapore? Um, are you up here sweating it out? Because I've got to say, I really respected the dribbler and the poking like machine feature six again. So if you are up here, just reach out. Um, That's nice. We're maybe building Singapore right. factions. Secondly, and we maybe are. poor dot point work because I did say I didn't want to get into any Singapore chat. But um, just indulge me for a second. What's what's doing with the beep test? I swear to God, I heard Dior Dave say he completed the official beep test. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a few weeks ago. He then went on holidays. So um, any good Singaporean base dribbler would know. You know, reach out, boys. There's, there is actually a measured beat test facility, world class, 20 meters standard, right opposite Bankul and MRT at the you know SMU campus. Um, so please, well, Tom Eddie, can you finalise this so we can get it going? Um, we've got Dave. no worries up here about slope driveways, people doing their fucking bathroom or spare room or whatever else, like over a 35 centimeter interval. Um, <laughs> this is a genuine world class beat test facility, springy running track, dead straight, dead flat. Um, just putting out there, we could do a simulcast event. Uh, us Singapore-based dribblers might get a handicap because it is fucking hot. Um, no yeah. handicap. No handicaps. And, you know, last last one here. Just want to, again, credit Matt Nabel for his stellar voiceover work on Fox. Um, the Roosters Raiders promo has been copying a lot of flack. And I just want to put it out there for, you know, everyone, like, back the fuck up. Um, you know, Nabel does overused the line, you know, and what about this bloke? <laughs> and, you know, he does overuse the mid-sentence chuckle where he'll be like, yeah, <laughs> that's that sort of stuff. But, you know, any Canberra-based dri- dribbler out there, um, you should be thanking Matt Nabel for the two points because there is no fucking way in hell they win that game unless they just have been watching that promo all week. You had no fucking cattle, you had nothing, and you've come out there and smashed the roosters. So, you know, hats off to you, but thank Matt Nabel. Give him credit where credit's due. Uh, anyway, boys, beer soon. Um, cheers. Okay, so that was the sing- he was the original Singapore dribbler. The pokey featured Singapore dribblers were who were more of a crew. Yeah, they also called himself the Singapore dribbler. I thought they were all one and the same. We're Singapore slinger. No, he's the Singapore dribbler. They were all Singapore dribblers. I think he said slinger. Yeah, this guy's the Singapore slinger. Oh, he really? Said slinger. Yeah, g'day, Tom, Eddie, uh, punters and dribblers. Um, it's the Singapore slinger here. Ah, okay. So there's the confusion there's in your conf- mind. Yeah, exactly. And but it's been a confusing podcast for me. Yeah, it has. Off the top, 
the beep test. Where is it at, Dave? Uh, so the beep test will be ready to go next week. It was finished in one form, but after some constructive criticism, we are elevating it to a more appropriate level to that's fit it. the Hello Sport podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Look, it was it was ready at like a base level, yeah. but we don't release base level mediocrity. No. We we, release... When you bring on someone like Dave, an elite, an elite sort of, you know, intern. Yeah. Top of the heap, intern. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. He's the best going around. I mean, there's, it'd be silly for us to just roll out shit when you've got, you know, when you've got a magnum at your disposal, you shoot with it, right? That's it. You don't use a potato gun. So you're going to be very happy with the finished product. It's polished. It's yeah. perfect. It's up to code. Yeah. And you take that little baby down to the world-class facility in Singapore, as you so eloquently put it, and, and you, you get to work. And you get beep. Beeping. And you beep and you beep and you beep until you can beep no more. And then you beep again. And then you beep again. Then you and get up off the ground and you fucking beep again. <laughs> but also, punters and dribblers, when it is released and you go down and you, and you have a crack at beeping, make sure you make your, your cones. Make your cones. you got to make your cones. If you're not making your cones and you're getting out beeped, you put your hand up and you go, I was best to buy the beep. Yeah. And you be honest about it. Well, I think we're going we're gonna to organise a day for... Sydney-based dribblers to get down and beep with us. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. If you're in the area. If you want to get down and beep, then you can beep with us. And it'll be up to code. It'll be up to code. But I'm saying if you're out of town and you, you're beeping with the boys or you're beeping solo, make sure you make your cones. Yeah, you got to make your cones. you got to make your cones. Well, that's rule number one of the beep test. Well, make yeah. your cones. Make your cones. Make the beep. If you don't make the beep, you don't make your cones. Yeah. Then, you know, you're out. Yeah. But be honest. Be honest. Well, no one likes to cheat. Well, we'll have marshals there. We will have ours, yeah. but we can't have marshals everywhere. No, we can't. But, I mean, you'd assume just in the spirit of the P and the D, like, they're going to want to marshal. Put it this way. Put it this way. Especially if you're doing it with the boys. You don't want some, one of your boys Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. Pulling for it, the wall. For it, to, for it to be up to HSP code, you'll need a marshal. Yes. Now, whether that's your mother or your neighbor, or I, don't, your I don't care. There needs to be a marshal yeah. there. And we need proof of that for you to lodge your scores. Yes. Yes. Dave, how do you reckon you'll go on the beep test? Because oh. you are running. Woeful. Yeah, we'll give us a I'll number. Get, I'll, uh, I'll be happy if I get past, like, fucking, I don't know, eight. I'll be happy if I get past eight. Mm. I, I want to make ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ten's like a basement number yeah. for me. If yeah. I don't make ten, I'll be fucking pretty cut. Yes. I'm just worried. I Like, when I think about it, I really haven't had to push myself in a physical sporting sense in a while, probably since I finished school. What yeah. scares me is the numbers we've seen roll in already... <laughs> There's been rhetoric around. It's not easy. No, it's tough. Well, didn't Nilso get like six? Yeah, he did. There's been plenty of dribblers come in for well short of the ten. Yeah, like Ollie Arch, friend of the show. He's fit and he he laboured like like pushed himself to the limit to twelve. I think he's like it's not easy. Twelve's a lot though. No, it's good. But I'm saying, but I know he's quite fit. Yes, right? he is. Yes. So that sort of it gives an indication that like it's it's am not I, easy. Yeah, am I? Only two levels behind Ollie Arch, who's you know, you know what I mean. Historically, he's, he's a like, fit he's gentleman. like, what's annoying about it is is that the numbers go up, so it's like nine nine, then it's like ten ten. You know what I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. They get bro. longer. Yeah. Um. Good beep rhetoric. Great beep rhetoric. G'day lads, Otis McGeary here. Get near me, Otis McGeary. Get near me. Straight out of Armadale, straight out of the punters and Trivers. Just want to give you guys a hot tip first and foremost. Your phone number's a bit confusing. You got the 2187 at the end. 2817 sends you straight to Southern Cross University. So, bit of fucking dribbler enrolment happening for uh, <laughs> Southern Cross. Um, reason for my call this evening, though, 
chatting this evening about uh, various gatherings, corona impacted, evidently, at various establishments. We're chatting about fucking the concept of throngs. What constitutes a throng? A throng, look, a general collective of people. Throng, I suppose, and look, in my opinion, uh, a throng sort of suggests a bit of chaos in terms of the, uh, the human gathering, but uh, yeah, just keen to hear your thoughts on uh, what constitutes a throng. What's a throng? What's wrong with a throng? COVID uh, environments uh, obviously uh, fairly relevant at the moment. But look, what's wrong with a throng? That sounds like you're out of breath. Nothing is wrong with a throng. But yeah, sort of leave it there. First time dribbler. Thanks, Avenus. Otis McGeary, get near me. See you soon. Nothing well, is wrong with a throng. No, but so he wants to know what constitutes a throng. I don't know. I guess it's like more than 10. A throng of dribblers. Well, because a throng is like is a term for like a bunch of people. Like a throng of media personnel rocked up for the press conference. I think throngs like a, a solid number. Throngs more than a few. Way more than a few. Yeah. But it, it also depends on, you know, where you are, right? Like if I'm at if I'm at a sporting event, there needs to be a fuckload of people there. Do you can know we what get I mean? a can we get a, a dictionary deaf on throng, Dave? Uh a large, densely packed crowd of go. people or animals. But as well as that, one of the main, hi- I mean, the highlighted questions on Google is what is the difference between throng and crowd? And here it says, crowd means a group of people congregated or collected into a close body without order, whereas a throng means a group of people crowded or gathered closely together, full stop. Okay. But it's organized? That is what it's implied. Or if not organized, just there's order within the throng. But I would have thought a crowd is ordered. Like if you're if you've got a crowd at a sporting event, everyone's in a seat. Well, that might be a throng of supporters. But if it's a crowd of people at fucking the train station, it's just a crowd. Right. Interesting. So wouldn't that then mean that that's a throng of supporters at a game? Well, you could say that. Yes, you could. But you could also say a crowd. Crowd, I don't think, is limited to a lack of order. Whereas a throng is limited to order. order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be ordered. has to be ordered. Okay, so you'd need ordered dribblers. Which, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, it's more of a crowd of dribblers, really. Because mm. dribblers aren't ordered. No, no, they're not. There's Look, no order to a dribbler. double dribbled, so we'll see. So, Eddie, I had a figure here again. I had a figure get near me. Big time dribbler. Made him turn listener. Shout out fucking big fat death. Get him under this podcast. Who? Given that it was my first dribble, thought I'd follow up with second dribble. Fucking yes. Let's go, Manly. Topple the fucking eels. T-Bone, you owe me a case. 30-pack VBs, swiftly, please. T-Bone. Arigata Gizama. Whoosh. T-Bone, send, T-bone. Him those, send him those schooners, mate. I have no idea who that guy is. He said his name twice, and I just never heard it, so that's just... But he was out of breath. He was puffed. He was out of He's breath. Puffed. He was puffed. He puffed. was really. He was puffed dribbler. Yeah, puffed dribbler. But T Bone, get him those beers. Get him the fucking beers. T-Bone. Don't be weak. Don't be a dog. The breathless dribbler. The breathless dribbler. Love it. Punters and dribblers. Punters and dribblers. Oh, How are we? We have here the Clapham Common tag dribblers. Teams. The Clapham Tough. Common dribblers, Tough. aka the bad boys from London Clapham. 
Um, Clap we them. thought, you know, yes, we are a little bit in, inebriated. Eddie, by the way. Of course we're inebriated. Of course we are. That, that's the word we're looking for. But who'd have thought Manly, three and none. You, you're looking down the barrel of four and none. You're not going to get a win here. It's back against the wall. You've pulled an ugly bunny out of a hat. The ugly the bunny. Thank God, boys. Thank God. Oh, hey, girls. How you going? What's doing? Of course we are Australian. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, Manly. So, Manly, go, go. So, boys, Manly of the boys. Just getting... That has to be an absolute drop. Oh, an absolute Just God, on the P's and D's page, you would have been copping a lot of hate. About time, find the boy. Manly wins. Steel City wins. It's all good. All right. Massive international call. Costing us the fuck. It's absolutely costing us the fuck. Harness and Beer soon, boys. Beer soon. Look after yourself. Was that chick like, are you on Bondo, Bondo Rescue? Rescue? How about that? They must be some good lookers. I think they're good looking. I, I think there's some handsome Australians over there. They're clearly on the blower. They're clearly mid-yarn. And, and they've been approached. Have, yeah. Well done to them. Congratulations. That I hope you ran some, after them. Yeah, I hope so. In a, you know, in a friendly, consensual of manner. Course, of course. Not. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's the only way that we... That's the only way you can... run after anyone. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, I mean, impressive. I mean, what a flex to have chicks crack onto your mid-dribble. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it sounded organic. That was organic. You heard them come from nowhere and then yeah. leave the. They they basically narbrowed those birds. Yeah, they did. Are you on Bondi Rescue? It's like, I sorry, girls, we got a call to get back. Yeah, to. yeah. It's costing me a fortune yeah. on mid dribble yeah. on the hotline. <laughs> I'm on the hotline. Yeah, I'm in the big leagues right now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you realise, but I've got to step up. But there's nothing actually better to give you sort of some sort of clout than have chicks crack onto you while you're on the big stage. That's the first time we've had that. Yeah. On the dribbler hotline. Yeah. First to get cracked onto live. Couple of Lotharios getting cracked yeah, they onto. They sounded there. like they had a bit of Lothario blood in them, didn't Shit-faced they? Shit face Lotharios, Saturday night in London. International as well. On the blower. Dribbler. Love that. That's tremendous. Uh, now, Eddie, I think we've been sending some audio that's meant to explain our confusion around ACL and MCL tears. Let's hope this isn't too long. Anterior cruciate ligament injuries usually occur on the football field when a player is changing direction or pivoting on their knee with no one in contact with them at all. Uh, However, sometimes if they are caught in an awkward position uh, with the foot planted and someone twists their body, for example, in a tackle or hyperflexes or bends their knee, you can also rupture the cruciate ligament. Um, The medial collateral ligaments uh, usually injured when someone is tackled from the side uh, when they literally hit the knee directly on the inside and it just jars the knee open or pops it inwards, uh, particularly in weight bearing, so therefore normally with a tackle and you pop your inside ligament or medial ligament. And that's the end of the ball game. Now that was from... Uh... I think his name was Dr. Woods, and I do appreciate that, or Henry Wood who sent that in. Not exactly answering my question, though, which is I'm going to have to, because I wanted to know, Eddie. Do they weaken? And is it inevitable that they will pop? Now, so MCL, from what I'm hearing is, that's just a tackle, right? So if a tackle goes wrong, that can happen. But an ACL, which is what we were asking, 
can it weaken and then pop when yes. you go to change direction? So because if we got some info on that. Oh, though. we did. Yeah, we okay. did. Kieran B. Cheering sent us in a DM. Kieran B. Cheering. He hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, he's a, where he's you a, been, bro? He's a dribbler from way back. Kieran Where's B. Kieran B. Cheering? I don't know. Shout out to you though. G'day boys, hope you're well. I'm a physio from Advans Health in Bronte and Maroubra. If you need, if you need, come in. I mean, again, these aren't explicitly giving us free physio. You need to say, come in, it's on the fucking house. Otherwise, I'm not rocking up. No. But I appreciate the offer. Well, I don't know if it well, is I don't know offer. if it is an offer, but like, I appreciate you saying, come on in. It's like, yeah, sick. Um, I mean, no, we need it in writing. We need it in writing. We need it as free, and we also probably want to both be there together. Because you've got to understand that if we go together, right, and then no one who knows about the podcast is there, and Tom and I are at the front desk going, well, this is free because yeah. they called into they the Dribbler hotline Kieran and said Kieran it was. said we had free physio. They're going, who the fuck's Kieran, Kieran B. Kieran? Yeah. We'd, then we'd look like idiots. Yeah. So we need, we need it in writing. We need it in writing uh, so we can at least hold up the DM to whoever your secretary is. Um. In reference to the ACL chat, Eddie isn't massively off the mark. To start, the ACL is basically a piece of string that attaches the femur, main thigh bone, to the tibia, main shin bone. It prevents the femur going too far forward, basically. So, uh, uh, so if you look at how an ACL is done, it usually it's usually with blokes going forwards, then changing direction. This is because your weight is going forward and then turning, which is what the ACL doesn't want. This is because you plant your foot there uh, before stopping. This is because you plant your foot, therefore stopping your tibia movement, and then you're turning your hip away, therefore putting the ACL on stretch. Does that make sense? Yes. Or are you just hearing words? Because I actually wasn't envisaging it. I was just trying to read it correctly. So it's the thigh bone and the shin bone, right? So your thigh is here and your shin's here. So if your foot's planted like that, right? Yeah. Then you're twisting, the thigh is twisting, but the but the shin bone is Straight. static. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the right word? This is because you're this is because you you plant your foot, therefore stopping your tibia movement, and then you're turning your hip away, therefore putting your ACL on the stretch. Yeah, you go. See, so that's it. So that's yeah. stretch because your your hips yeah, have gone, yeah. so your and thigh I'm follows turning. your hip. Oh man, I can already feel yeah. my ACL going. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So. Uh, look at Hodges, Victor, and Verrills, all turning direction with their leg out uh, of the base of support. In terms of who gets ACL injuries, it's basically around luck. There is theories that people have naturally shorter ACLs, therefore are more likely. Also theories that you may have muscle imbalances, but to me it's all around luck. There you go. Kieran be cheering. Kieran be cheering. Thanks, brah. That's actually great Dior uh, and what we needed. That was what we needed. Appreciate the audio from, from Henry Wood and the doc, but this was the answers we needed. But don't mind the doc calling in. Love the doc calling in. Love the doc calling in. Shout out to the doc. Big fan of the doc. Shout out to Henry Holden quickly uh, for submitting the submission for St. Peter Volandis for yes. Australian of the Year. Yes. I completely forgot about it until just then. Now, he did send in a submission. It's probably too long to, long to read. Yeah, but if I maybe share it on the IG. What we're going to do is we're going to share it on the IG so you can get the flavor of the submission because yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's funny. It's just a bit long for me to read. I don't know if I can hang in there. I've been in here for three hours. No, it's no, a Singapore no. smokehouse. It's in a here. Singapore smokehouse. We've been over house. it. But it's funny. Shout out to Henry Holden. He submitted it. So Peter Volandi's the submission's in, punters yeah. and dribblers. Now, I don't know 
if we need to vote for him or how if we it just drum or, up some support or, or how if this thing can just you know happen organically of its own volition i don't know no I'd like some more information around that, Henry. So please reach out, drop us a line in the inbox. We'll share it, the, the the story to IG. We'll yeah. share it to punters and dribblers. And if we need to drum up support by way of voting, then that will be done. And done easily. Um, but, Eddie, that's the podcast this week. Yeah, it is, mate. Shout out to D.O. Dave. Welcome back, bruh. Good to have you back in the building, mate. Great to be back. Another great show, boys. Well done. Thanks, well, you've mate. been you've been top of the top of the heat today. Yeah. Been really impressed yeah, with you, mate. Quick on the Dior. Really quick fingers. They've got quicker. And he's sort of a calming influence around mm, the group. You know? He is. He's a calming influence. Yeah. <laughs> he's mature beyond his years, yeah, the young buck. I love it. Um, but we are, this week, brought to you by Baggy Caps. Our good friends at baggycaps.com.au, the official Baggy Cap of the podcast. Now, Eddie, some may say, have you given out those Baggy Caps yet to those guys that you said you are going to give it out to last week? No, I haven't. But you can take this as gospel. They're going to be in the mail tomorrow. That's gospel. He's already got the bag. I've already got... I actually do have the bag. I know you do. Which makes the fact that they haven't been sent yet even more... But it does highlight the fact that they will be sent. Because Correct. if you don't have the bags to put them in, they're then not getting you're sent. you're talking shit. They're definitely not getting sent. So if I was you, if I was one of the recipients about to receive one, I would be waiting by the mailbox. Santa Claus coming. Is it too much to say roll out a swag, camp it out? I, wait think, for- I think there's probably, it's probably, you know, because someone could knock it off. You don't want someone to knock it off from Mate, the if mailbox. Mate, if I'm Simon Maurice Edgel's neighbour, I got my eyes on that mailbox, yeah, bro. But I imagine Simon Maurice probably has a sniper <laughs> trained at the mailbox for anyone coming past, and he'll he'll blow their head off. What are we saying? We're saying these things are worth gold, punters yeah. and dribblers. And why are they worth gold? Because they are from baggycaps.com.au. That's it. Uh, so if you need a baggy cap for a cricket club, for a podcast. For a night out. For a night out. For a date. For a date, exactly, Eddie. For a wedding. You want to woo a woman or a man? Yeah. Put a baggy green on. Yeah, nothing screams this Tinder date's going back to the bedroom like <laughs> rocking up with a baggy green on. Stitched by the descendants of Don himself. Exactly. So baggycaps.com.au for all your baggy caps needs, Eddie. That's Peer the podcast. Soon. Peer soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?